Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. It send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here in a toasty eastern North Carolina, but a nice A-seed room inside the Pirate Radio Studios on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville. 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show and be a part of the show on YouTube and Facebook Live, Twitter as well. But we want you to be a part of today's program with our guests because we have four guests and they'll all be in studio today. So uh, we can do a Q&A with all these fellers, if you'd like, including Mike Mullis, who joins us coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll talk MLB All-Star break. We'll talk MLB draft and other baseball news and notes. A pirate has just been selected within the last 30 minutes, so we'll tell you about that in just a moment and talk about it with Mully coming up at 4 o'clock. At around 4.30, Cornell Powell, former J.H. Rose great, now a Super Bowl champion with the Kansas City Chiefs will join us. He's got a camp coming up this weekend in Greenville. We'll talk about his offseason, and uh, hopefully he shows uh, off that Super Bowl ring because I'm a little bit jealous. I saw that a couple of my coworkers have been trying that baby on, and uh, we'll talk about that in a moment as well. And at 5 o'clock, former ECU tight end Bryce Williams will join us. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll talk some ECU football earlier today. I went through Ellerby's stack of Phil Steele magazines because we got the new one in, and I looked at where Phil Steele predicted East Carolina in order of finish every year dating back to 2007, and also have where ECU ended up finishing, and we'll go over that list to see how accurate Phil Steele has been when it comes to East Carolina, and if we can learn anything from this uh, document that I have in my hands that I, some say wasted time on doing today, but I think it was hard work. Uh, Shirley Rhodes is back. <laughs> What's hey, up? Hey, Shirley. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. Good to hear. <laughs> Joey working the video. What's up, Joey? Nothing much. A little deflated after last night, but we keep moving. Man, Joey had picked Randy Rosarena to win the home run derby. Had some sweet, juicy odds on it. And old Randy got all the way to the final round before he was defeated by Vladimir Guerrero Jr. There are no moral victories, so we're not going to give you your flowers, as the kids say today. But great effort. I do want to say that. I was excited last night when Randy was in the finals and was ready to come in here and anoint you, you know, king of Vegas. But unfortunately, you're just a lowly intern with no money. Drives to Virginia on the weekends. <laughs> there you go. Chan Man is here. Hey, Chandler. Hey, Clipper. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. Doing all right? I'm doing good. Hope you are. Thank you. And Mac McCarthy's here as well. Hello, Coach Mac. Mr. Clip, pleasure to be here. Now, Chandler, you 
sent me a picture last night via text of you wearing a Super Bowl ring. Yes. Where do you come off doing that? Well, <clears throat> I know a guy. Who do you think you are? I know a guy. You know a guy? Uh, but was able to meet up with uh, Cornell and his uncle and his mother last night at a local restaurant here in Greenville. And uh, one of the first things I wanted to do was lay my eyes on that beautiful 16-carat gold uh, Super Bowl ring. And I was able to wear it and take a picture with it on my hand. These now, things have gotten out of control. They're too big. It, uh, it's incredible. And by the way, I do. when Cornell comes in here today, I do want you to actually hold it because it is heavy. It is a heavy ring. Okay, like do you now? Or do you have ownership of it? You get to decide what happens with it. No, but what I if just, Cornell doesn't want me to hold it? Look, if you if you let me hold it, <laughs> if you let Chandler Honeycutt hold it last night, then I believe he'll let Clip Brock hold it today. Coach Mack, I've worn uh, Joe Gibbs Super Bowl ring. I thought about that last and night. Ernest Biner Super Bowl ring. Nice. I've met with them. How about yourself? You've been. Uh, you've been. Have you been face to face or finger to face uh, with Super Bowl rings? I have not. Hey, we got that on Coach Mack. You do. All right. Wait. So <coughs> got one on him. Oh, man, I I, I thought do, about this. I do own some championship rings, though. <laughs> well, that, that's a little different. Oh, okay, <laughs> but I did. I thought about this last night when I sent you the picture. I thought, well, I'm sending this to a man that has taken a picture with a Super Bowl ring. But I forgot that you are a two-time, two-time Super, Super Bowl, Bowl ring, ring wearer. Wearer, <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm right. only a one-time, so you've got me on that. You're a two-time <laughs> Super Bowl ring wearer. Do you know that they have to register them as brass knuckles? They're that big. I did not know that, but it makes sense. Yeah. So it's like a, um, if you do not register and you're wearing your Super Bowl ring, you you're illegally carrying a weapon at that point. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> That's what I've been told. But I've never worn one uh, or tried one on like you guys have. How many, what do you call them, pair? How many brass knuckles do you own, Coach? Uh, about a dozen. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> what? Can you bring one of those in next week if and show can, it off to Chandler? If you count the rings. Oh, okay. Ten <laughs> can I add it to my tie collection? <laughs> coach Max Brass Knuckles. How many rings do you have uh, from all the years, Coach? Oh, I don't know. Uh, one, two... 12 maybe man do you wear any of them ever i wore them when i was recruiting but yeah but not since they're in a they're in a nice display box now was that one of the first thing that recruits said to you like hey coach can i see what your rings mean to you or what uh, they say on no but it usually came up during the conversation when you're sitting in the living room and you've got you got them on that uh it usually does come up yeah uh that's not a bad recruiting pitch to have the hardware uh, when you show up in a home all right we got some ecu news to get to today want to say congratulations to uh, our buddy who joined us on the delcor players lounge this past season josh grows the pirate pitcher has been selected in the major league baseball draft he goes to the new york yankees at pick 342 uh the 342nd pick what round is that guys do we know do you know off the top of your head uh, i would guess 13. but 13? 13. Thank you. Uh, Joey is our MLB draft analyst and expert. Um, congratulations to Josh. So he goes to the Yankees now. You got to wait and see. What's the money value? What's the money? Does he sign? Now, just talking to Josh, I'm thinking that before the draft, if he gets picked, I believe he's gone. He's ready to kind of move on to the next chapter in his baseball life. But... 
if the money's not right and he somehow thinks he could come back get an even bigger you know value put upon himself he could make that decision if i had to guess i would say uh he will be playing minor league baseball here soon yeah we saw that last year with zach agnos i believe he went what the 10th round 10th last round. year yeah, my and, bad uh, josh actually went 11th 11th round last just barely in the 11th round so zach agnos going into the 10th round last year he decides to take the money and he's doing a really good job in the minor leagues this year yep. and now we're kind of waiting on that decision from josh gross he's only a round off from zach agnos last year so waiting on to see what kind of money he's offered and if he's willing to take that money and uh try to find success in the minor leagues and make his way up like we've seen some former pirates do this in the past couple of years still waiting to see if uh, Josh Moylan, here's his name called. Also, Justin Wilcoxon, uh, other pirates here in this draft. And we will keep you up to date during this program as the MLB draft continues. And there are 20 rounds, so still a long ways to go in this draft. Um, Coach, did you have guys at all that you had to talk into staying or into leaving when it came to draft over the years? And, <laughs> and you know, what are those conversations like with, with guys? Uh, we, we did have some of those, obviously. Uh, one of the first ones would have been Charles Barkley, who, who did leave a year early. Uh, but uh, there was some question about that. And of course, basketball is different because you can leave after one year, two years, three years, rather than the baseball rule, which baseball absolutely got it right. Uh, you know, you go out of high school, that's fine. If you go to college, stay three years. Mm-hmm. That's that. I think I think they got it right more than anybody else. That's the you know that's that's really what everybody should be doing. In my opinion but uh but yeah we had we had some guys we had uh i coached four different lottery picks maybe five uh chuck person charles barkley johnny taylor uh chris morris was a lottery pick and i'm not sure about mike jones i didn't we recruited mike jones while i was at auburn but i'm not sure that he ended up going in the lottery he ended up going to milwaukee or somebody but yeah we had some we had some lottery picks we had an entire starting five drafted in the nba at auburn man wow so with the and and everybody's different right like with barkley do you kind of say hey you're you're probably ready go ahead yeah i, mean, I think we were tired of him right it was yeah. mutual <laughs> hey, please get go out on of chuck here. get out of here I, I, if i had had to live in the dorm one more year i'd have been divorced and uh i'd, I'd have been in trouble <laughs> uh congratulations to josh Groves. also we got some ecu football news uh brent thompson has been named to the East Carolina football staff. Uh, he has been named recruiting operations coordinator at ECU, and he is a former coach at the Citadel. Like Mike Houston. Uh, he has been uh, at the Citadel and has been a head coach for the Citadel. So he comes right off of being a head coach into being the uh, recruiting operations coordinator. Maybe he's only being brought in to help try to stop the option uh, when we play Navy this year so we can get a win over Navy. <laughs> Will Navy run the option anymore? I, we don't know about Great that. question, yeah. And, and, you know, this you bring up an interesting topic, though. The head coach, you know, it used to be head coaches were a little bit leery of hiring other head coaches, but um, I think probably one of the things that's turned it around is the fact that Nick Saban hires all of them. Uh, so now it's kind of gotten to be a trendy thing to do to to, uh, to put that ego aside and not worry about uh, somebody being a threat to your job and bring head coaches in and because obviously they have been they've had great experience and they've been in that seat and know how the how tough those decisions you make are i think that's uh i think that's a really good trend 
the old tuscaloosa rehab you you lose your job get in trouble or whatever go be an assistant for saving and then land a great head coaching job the next year i guess different with basketball i was trying to think about that could there be an equivalent of that in basketball and i was thinking about the best programs and like a mike krzyzewski but he's going to have his Duke guys as his assistants, and there's only three or four, right, Coach, instead of 17 to 20, yeah. like in football. So yeah, he's, you can't he's really bring different. in. Although he's been, you know, he's hired Jeff Capel, who had been a head coach at uh, VCU and Oklahoma. He he has done a little bit of that, but yeah, he, he that's a little bit different situation where he's going to hire all uh, uh, Duke guys. And then, of course, you know, Hubert Davis brings Jeff Lebo in, who's who's been a head coach at multiple schools. Uh, yes, that is correct. Unfortunately, not here at East Carolina. It's an awkward pause. In the room. He, was, he was here at East Carolina. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just not. I thought you said uh, winner no, championship. I, I said at multiple schools. Oh, right? he has been at multiple schools. Tennessee Tech, Tennessee Chattanooga, Auburn, Auburn. East Carolina. That's correct. Uh, all had, right. We had the same secretary at three different schools, Jeff Lebo and I did. I, can we, really can we interview That's that secretary? Really I want to talk to <laughs> that person. Three, all three of them. I mean, three different schools, three different secretaries. But yeah, that was a little weird. Auburn here and where else? Chattanooga. Man, yeah, we need to get that person on the. Uh, <laughs> I got some questions <laughs> about that. All right. Um, Shirley, Steve is glad to have you back. And he would like to run through some uh, some sound bites. Just to, we haven't done this in a while. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. were off last week. You were not here yesterday. Mm-hmm. So Steve says, "Welcome back, Shirley." And he says, "Clippo." Oh shoot! Where is it? Oh boy! Come oh, on, no, Shirley. No, 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 Got no, no, a little no, rusty I, here. No, I just didn't have the pot up. Well, there you go. Uh, burgerly, uh, burger, a burgerly, uh, a burgerly, a burgerly. Oh, it takes me a second. I moved it. Oh, Hold on. Oh my goodness, Steve. I'm a glad. burgly, a burgly, a burgly. Two little butt cheeks. It's I have a story about that. Butt cheeks. Go Gata. Go Gata. Swinging dingers. Uh, where are you, swinging dingers? Swinging dingers. Hold on. Swinging dingers. Where the heck is that? Good grief. We got to get back. We got to get back in the swing of things. Swinging dingers. There we go. I'm a former long snapper. Uh, uh, I'm a former long snapper. So- there he is. I want me some glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Did you say they're going to do a Jerry Jones documentary or like a 10, 10 part documentary on Netflix? Is it called Glory Hole? It's called Glory Hole. It's called I Want Me Some Glory Hole. I Want Me Some Glory Hole. <laughs> the Jerry Jones story. $50 million. I am going to cancel my subscription. That <laughs> I've been waiting for a reason, and that is it right there. They're going to name it The Last Cowboy. The Last Cowboy. Jared Jones. Uh, he wants to hear a Troy D. Sigh. Oh, that's easy. Right there. <sighs> All right. All right. Uh, he wants to hear, I want to shake his hand. 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 What the hell is going on? I want to shake his hand. What the hell is going on around here? What the hell is going on around here? I got a little taco meat on my chest. I uh, no, I still don't have that up oh, there. Oh, you got to get the taco meat. I, I got to go find it. All right, Shirley, you're back. A little rusty, but we got through it. Well done. Coach, I'm sorry you had to sit through that, but that's just kind of how is we get... Is this something that happens periodically? It does. Yes, it, it periodically, tests, yes. It tests Shirley's mind. It tests her... <laughs> I guess audio board skills. Well, I've been off for how many days? Yeah. <laughs> it's been about 10. Robert what, Matthews 10? wants yeah. to hear a little Tommy Tuberville. Do we have a little? Oh, yeah. Go to hell. Go to hell. Get a job. 
Robert Coach, Robert. that's the last thing intelligent he said. <laughs> Did you ever walk off a court and tell a fan to go to hell and get a job? Probably. <laughs> we just didn't get it mic'd up. <laughs> probably. And before people started recording everything, I probably have flipped a bird or two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man. Unbelievable! <laughs> that would be that. That would be an honor to be flipped off by Mac McCarthy. I think. Wait, t- you probably have flipped me off now that I think about there it. There is a coach that did it in Menji's one time, I believe. Tim Floyd. I yeah, believe he got told, ejected. Yeah, <laughs> I believe Tim Floyd yeah. told a fan to go uh, to hell and get a job. Well, that, that I was. That was hilarious. I was there. The <laughs> cop coming on the court was unnecessary. Yeah. That, that that was like it was not needed. Yeah, like let's blame, let's blame JJ. <laughs> were you coaching in that game that was lebo I that was lebo yeah um you talked about your famous run-ins with with uh riffs how many ejections did you have in your career or there too many to count four four uh, in your entire career yeah how many and how many how, how many, many times you... was the tv teddy none none no uh-huh. we got along how many times did you do it on purpose uh just one okay just one so the others were uh not what you were hoping to happen unplanned in those situations all right we got a lot of questions uh for coach matt coming in shirley and i were discussing before the show about drive through eating <laughs> do you want to get there do we shirley absolutely all right let's take a break because shirley was talking about being in a drive through we all know shirley's pet peeve of people in the drive through not rolling down their window, but opening their entire door at the drive-thru. And we learn that Coach Mack is a drive-thru etiquette expert <laughs> to the point, Coach, where you, in the past, have done what? Top 10 drive-thru for dummies. Top, and these are yours. These are original. These are, these are rules. 100%. You came up with them. Should be abided by by everyone. All right, so we will talk about that. Uh, I do. Have, I Here, here's a caveat, though: the opening of the door, not on his list. Well, we can add that, right? Yes, we can add that, but that's not. It. That the, was not on his list originally. The Ten drive-through commandments. <laughs> Coach, I watched a little NASCAR Sunday. I want to talk about Good that for you and uh, broadening your horizons. I want to ask you too, and I want to have a discussion. Our sports, the actual sporting event themselves, and the sports that we love, baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, have they all gotten worse, or are we all just a bunch of complaining curmudgeons? Yes, the second thing. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll talk about that, too, when we return Pirate Radio Live, and we'll get to your questions and comments. Hit us up on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brownie Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. And you can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or you can visit them on Greenville Boulevard 
Brown & Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. The ECU Foundation is thrilled to offer an opportunity for Pirate Nation to participate in a 50-50 raffle to support the Jeff Charles Scholarship in the ECU School of Communications. Uh, tickets are $100. We talked about this yesterday. There are two distinct raffles. There's a purple and a gold. And you can choose purple, gold, both, either or. Uh, this is going to be decided, uh, the raffle winner, the winning tickets will be drawn Tuesday, August 15th, 6 to 8 in UBE, at UBE. And the winner does not have to be present to win. So uh, you can find information um, on Pirate Radio's page, uh, ECU as well. And uh, we talked about this yesterday with Chris Dibba and just a, a fantastic deal we're doing here. You can be a winner and also uh, help out with this scholarship fund, the uh, Jeff Charles Scholarship and the ECU School of Communication, as uh, we will be missing the voice. We were talking about Coach Mack before the show, kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Need to name a play-by-play voice soon. And uh, I guess we've got some candidates narrowed down. I've been following uh, talking to some folks uh, and people, and I got a feeling it will not be Corey Glore, for those wondering. Uh, but there are, uh, I guess, a few names out there. You hear it? You got anybody? You got any news for us, Coach? <laughs> any information? I, I've heard some names, but uh, and and there's some good ones in there. I think uh, I think they're I think they're going to end up with somebody pretty good. And of course, you know, Jeff made this sort of a destination radio job, and uh, I'm sure some of these guys will be looking at it as that. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And again, there's never going to be another Jeff Charles. It's all going to feel different and and not the same and chandler we talked about it just a him being here on our pregame show uh is going to be different and something we're going to have to work around but then right when we wrap up the show jumping in your your car heading over to daddy ficklin hearing the kickoff and hearing him and kevin monroe it's uh it's all going to be uh all going to be different but looking forward to seeing who that new voice of the pirates will be for this upcoming football and basketball season and uh there's a chance that uh, maybe the play-by-play voice for baseball could remain the same moving forward. But again, all that is just kind of hearsay. At this point, when we have news, we will present that to you. Um, all right, so I've got some sports topics to hit. Also, uh, might be talking to Josh Gross here on today's show, who was just drafted. So uh, we'll try to reach out to Josh and get him on the program today. But, Coach, uh, we were talking – earlier shirley has one of her biggest pet peeves is when she's in the drive-through uh there's a car in front of her and the car opens up the door rather than rolls down the window and we've talked about that a lot on this program you we all know that's shirley's pet peeve well we did not know that you yourself are a connoisseur and expert when it comes to drive-through etiquette to the point where you have written out rules for dummies commandments uh, commandments if you will what do, what do you officially call them coach again <laughs> the, the 10 the uh 10 rules for drive-through dummies all right drive-through dummies so uh can we pre- can you present us with that list i can and and in deference to shirley's uh pet peeve that should have been on the list uh i i actually have had a couple 
of those uh, instances where somebody opens the door to to order and opens the door to get their food. And uh, since I did these ten, but uh, but when we uh, revise these, when the second edition of these comes out, that will be on the ten. Okay, excellent. So right. we've got ten that have not even been discussed by Charlotte Roads. Awesome. Number one, pull up, damn it. Explain. <laughs> Why do you have to explain? You're you're rude if you don't pull up when you get a chance to. You keep other people from ordering. I hate that. It's too slow. And, yeah. And I'll say this: pay attention, because if you're in a if you're in a drive-through, either it can be long or it can be short. So you always don't be on your phone. Don't be switching the dials on your you radio. you got your own team. Wait, let them go through the list. What I'm saying is pull up. Pull <laughs> right. up. Okay. Damn it's it. time for you to pull up. Pull up, damn it. <laughs> All right. Number two, know your order before they ask. It's fast food, not rocket science. <laughs> I started to say it's fast food, not the Cheesecake Factory. But uh, And don't don't they usually have a second like menu that you can look at before you even get to some places oh, yeah. do yeah. yeah so yeah. you can look at the menu know what you're going to order so know what you're going to order when you get to that second uh that second order coach i went to uh my wife uh, daughter and i went to cheesecake factory last thursday and it the menu is less complicated or more complicated i should say than this phil steel magazine that that's a heck of a deal right there because they're it's, both pretty complicated which is great because i don't read a lot and i feel like i've accomplished something after reading that entire menu sitting there waiting to to order some food <laughs> all right that's a good one know what you want Number three, you're one person. You get one order. If you're ordering for multiple people, sort that bleep out when you get back to the office. <laughs> okay. Are you saying do not have separate orders? You can't go up there with four different orders Ten and four. pay with four different credit cards Ten four. or four $10 bills, whatever you want to do. Yep. You one. get one order. One, that's it. One vehicle, inside, one order. Right? Yeah, you that inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's just, so much easier to do it inside. Just go home. Just, go home. Just, just leave the line and go home. All right. I like that one. Number four, pull up, damn it. <laughs> okay. I uh, feel like that's a common theme. Pull Number up. five, this is a drive through not social time. Don't have a personal conversation with the employees. <laughs> now, Coach, what if you hadn't seen your How's your family friend? doing? 90% of the problems in drive through are not the institution itself. It is the ab- it's the people in line. Okay. Number six, also, do not engage anyone else in your car during this process. They've already given you their order and are not allowed to change it. <laughs> So once you give the order, there's no changing. Your order is put in. Now, Coach, done. I'm ordering uh, for the fam, and am I allowed to look back and say, would you uh, Polynesian or ranch? Am I allowed to? Before. <laughs> okay. Before you order. All right. And like size of the drinks yes. and the combos. Yes. Yes. Number seven, pull up, damn it. Notice the trend? I do. Okay. We got to pull, pull up, up, people. Number eight, do not under any circumstances add to your order at the pay window. This is a oh. felony. <laughs> Coach, I got to oh, say. Can I get a shake with that, too? I got I mean, come on. Now. Go around? No, 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 no. Go <laughs> around. I've done it before when I realized not only You am I, are part of the problem. I, I, maybe, but I just add Not the sweet. first time you've been told that. Is it, is it okay to be in the line, and if there's nobody behind you, can you add to your order at the pay yes. window? Yes. If there's nobody behind you, then I would say, all right, give me a shake. Or there are no rules fry. if nobody's behind you. <laughs> Throw no the rules. rules out. If you're there at 6 a.m. and they're just opening the door, 
or in Abrams opening the iron gate out there, you know, whatever. So if I'm at the pay window and I say, hey, can you tack on a sweet tea on that real quick? You got a problem with that? I got a big problem. Uh, you're you're charged with a felony. You are a felon. It if is that a happens. felony. So all the others are misdemeanors. That one's a felony. That's a felon. Okay. It's a class A felony. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Tell I'm them, Charlie. Number eight, number nine. Have your payment ready. Credit card is quicker, but if you want to use cash, you do you. I love that. If you're in court. People say, "Hey, what are you in here for?" <laughs> oh, I speeding ticket. Oh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I failed to appear. Well, what did you do? Well, I added on to my order at uh, at a Bojangles. <laughs> I was thirsty at the pay window. Yeah. <laughs> and number ten, which will will be and number eleven for Shirley. Check your bag quickly, just in case you're part of the thirty two point five percent, except for Chick Fil A, who get a screwed up order. Man, if all is good, leave quickly. I would like to amend that rule and add maybe a sub-rule that is, pull up, damn it, then check your order. If it is incorrect, park your vehicle and go, and in, go inside. And go inside. Or, or, because you're holding up the line. Or even call. Yes. I think, when did you do this list? Mm, two months ago, maybe. All right. I was going to say that number. I think that number, that percentage has gone up since you've done the list. About screwed up orders? Yeah. I feel like it's getting more and more <laughs> well, screwed there up. Well, there are some. And what we might be able to do is follow up on this. You know, I think we ought to probably do sports at some point. But uh, we we could follow up. And I can give you the top 10 or the bottom 10 drive throughs in town. <laughs> well, this for sponsorship purposes, <laughs> let's hold off on that one for today. <laughs> but I would love to talk about that uh, off the air. Here, Coach Max, um, when you mentioned Chick-fil-A, they've got they got to be number one, right? Oh, yeah. 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 They've got like four people in, in the outside. I'm for Chick-fil-A order. taking over for Congress. <laughs> now hold on, Joey. In terms of efficiency, don't say a place or anything. But why are you shaking your head to Chick Fil A? I just don't agree with it. Like, you know what? I'm one of those people that I hate having to talk to a person in the line. Let me pull up to the box with the nice graphics. Hey, I, I like to ask for a second. Let me think about my order. You should oh know what you're God. ordering. The you coach Mac, you're ordering. No, this guy. You, you don't know what you're ordering every time. <laughs> coach Mac, it's okay. <laughs> Here's hey, a guy. Coach Mac. Coach Mac. Coach Mac, it's all right. Yeah, Joey, you, you need to leave. No. Joey said he has to leave at four. You might want to leave at three thirty. <laughs> coach Mac's going to pounce on you. Oh. I have not seen Coach Mac. I like Mac variety. You know, I don't like what Chick Fil A is doing is being very smooth with their operation. But then they they're forcing you to just off the off the top of your head think about what you want right but what if i want something different they I don't have not a familiar big with menu. the menu they, they got like four things get a chick-fil-a sandwich and be done they with got it. nuggets or a sandwich <laughs> and waffle fries yeah i just don't go to chick-fil-a that often <laughs> all right oh i had a john fields flashback <laughs> oh coach <laughs> what about that? like biscuitville for example biscuitville i don't go often but i've been going now recently since it's new in town yeah and they're trying to adopt the chick-fil-a method and i don't like it because they have variety I need to see what's going on. Can you ask to see it? What if I asked to see a menu at Chick Fil A? What would you do? <laughs> coach, hey, you're coach, end coach, up killing okay. somebody over no, there. Yeah, coach is like getting red. No, Chick Fil A coach, coach is starting to smoke. Put you in the back seat of the car. Take you in right now. <laughs> now, Straight Todd. Now we have had this discussion before. You got to get like some road food. Like you get your meal, but what you got to eat something on the way home. 
So Todd, we Todd, Todd, Todd. We talked about this in the past. He pays for his meal, like his family meal, with his card, and gets the eight piece with the cash. So there's no like paper trail or anything. So his wife doesn't find out he had an extra eight. So uh, how does what are you, how does the workaround work here, Coach? I don't know, but I sure I sure admire his thought process. You know what, uh, Coach is going to give you a pass, Todd, just for your creativity. Oh my gosh! And uh, and the way you work. So yeah, you got to get that extra fry or the uh, the cash extra eight That's piece. So funny because I know he's leaving like the trash in his car, so he doesn't have to deal with the trash inside. Yeah, right. He's got it all. He's got a. He probably has a designated dumpster that he stops on yes. the way home Actually. to throw it out. Yeah, you've got to know where the trash cans are that you can ride up in the car and put it in. <laughs> you got to know where those are. He brushes off his shirt for any crumbs, any residue. So your wife doesn't see you got the frosty. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You got to hide that one. <laughs> Good stuff, Coach. Man. Uh, who knew? I, I really thought this was going to be about sports. I had no idea. Well, I'm, we're in the middle of no sports zone, really. Well, we like to get to know you as a person, too. And we found that this is like a, a hot button issue for it you. It is. Me, me and Shirley. And if you're ever in the same drive through with Joey, there could be some. Do you mind? There could print, be an incident. Wait, do you yeah, mind printing out the, the Ten Commandments of drive throughs and having that posted on every single fast food chain <laughs> in America? Like, as soon as you pull up, the rules should be there. Like, when you go to an amusement park or like a heck a golf course, they have rules. They have like a, rule, a rules list of that you have to look at. That should be at every single fast food chain in the united states i'm retired i could just stand out there and hand them out there you go <laughs> so before now that's just going to hold up the line oh you, no coach oh no oh, no, no. <laughs> okay. i'll be efficient now if, and then they'll try to ask you a question no questions just read go pull up damn it pull up <laughs> so uh i just have a question about rule number three no go go no, i'm not talking this is not a q a <laughs> so it McCarthy. should be included in every order Mike McCarthy. Drug. Oh, uh, so like you put it in the bag or whatever? Yeah, you know how sometimes they'll you put coupons in the bag. You see, like instead two of, of putting coupons, it's the ten rules of drive-through etiquette. So next time yeah. they'll be ready. Do and, uh, you see, like two or three cars leave the line because they read rule number eleven that if your window doesn't work, you need to go inside. <laughs> so they're like, crap, I got to go inside. There's a particular place in town my uh, wife and daughter really like that. The drive-thru was always long. I, I, I've i been going inside a lot recently, more so than sitting in the line, because I think it's quicker at a lot of these places. Just pop in, put the order in, boom. What do you think about I mean, do you appreciate me for that, Coach? Just getting out of the yes. line. Yeah, I do. I, and my wife, we do the same thing. If the line's too long, we'll pull over, and she'll hop out and run in. All right. Sometimes there's everybody's in the drive-thru. There's nobody inside. So it, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it seems like everybody is is gotten to the point where they're so lazy they don't want to get out of the car. The workaround is the going morning, in now. Yeah, the, the morning drive-throughs right now are so much better than they are during school time. Oh yeah, no question. Yeah, it, it, you can you can mosey in there. I was in one today. I was the only person there, and it was at seven o'clock. I couldn't believe it. But the food I thought maybe they were closed. Too. I feel like, and again, we are going to talk about sports and. You, you've written a book. You, you might be doing a podcast, but like I feel like you should somehow monetize this. Like we, you could do 
I don't know. You could just you could sell out theaters with your just drive through <laughs> etiquette classes. Do, do yeah, we have up. a uh, <laughs> yeah, do a whole routine. We have a special guest speaker today. <laughs> Who is it? Well, it's former coach Matt Matt McCarthy with East Carolina University. He's going to be talking about the ten drive through commandments. Maybe you go to schools. You talk to uh, maybe in high school. You start talking to the you can go new to drivers. Pri- you can go to prisons for the felons that are in jail for you know. <laughs> you don't want to end crime. up back here, right? Well, I'll tell you how not to. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Uh, When we return, we will get to some sports talk. Um, Looks like Josh Groves will join us later on in the week. But uh, Josh Groves just drafted by the New York Yankees. So we'll check in with the uh, Pirate Righty, former Pirate Righty. Maybe we'll find out when we talk to him uh, coming up later this week we do have cornell powell on the way mike mullis and bryce williams and more with coach mac when we return after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Coach uh, Mack, you ever watch Survivor? Never, not once. Not once. Well, tomorrow you will be on Survivor. It'll be Pirate Radio Survivor. We do this during the worst sports day of the year, which is the Wednesday after the All-Star Game. There's, I guess, Wimbledon going on. And that's really about it. I mean, there's no, none of the big four are participating in sports. So what we do, we have a survivor simulator. I've got a list of 20, Chandler, that I think we're going to put into the game. All of our Pirate Radio Live uh, regulars on the show. And we simulate an entire season of Survivor during our show. And we the, the simulation runs itself, but it'll say, like, Mac McCarthy and Chandler Honeycutt get in a fight at camp. And then it's our job to tell you why that happened and explain the fight y'all were fighting over drive through etiquette or, or his like tie that. back he wants his tie back <laughs> he wanted his tie back <laughs> and it caused a big fight and it caused chandler to get voted off but we'll be doing that on wednesday on pirate radio live the worst sports day of the year we're going to play pirate radio survivor all right that will not make pirate gt happy because a moment ago on youtube he says when do we talk sports right now right now is the time and my question is, do sports suck these days compared to the, how they used to be? At this moment in time, yes, because there's none on. And I ask it because of this. I see, Coach, I told you, I, I was scrolling through Twitter Sunday night, and I saw, man, this is good racing. This is awesome. This is fun to watch. And I'm like, wow, I never see this on Twitter. Usually I see this stinks. The cars stink. There's no passing. It is, this is terrible. So I was very pleasantly surprised to see people happy about what they were witnessing. I turned it over there, and it was exciting, and you kind of explained why that is, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But normally I see negativity on NASCAR. 
I see baseball. It's all home runs and strikeouts now. There's no small ball. There's no intricacies to the game and all that. Uh, baseball's not what it was. Football has gone soft. You can't hit the quarterback. Uh, it's all passing now. There's no physicality. It's not the game we grew up on. It's not as good. Basketball, we've had you talked about the pick and rolls, and it's not as free flowing. All that. So does everything just suck these days, Coach? Or are we all just big complainers? Big complainers. Yeah. Big complainers. I, you know, I'm old enough to have been there in the good old days. They weren't all that good. <laughs> they weren't all that good. You know, the, the athletes are better. The technology is better. There, there are a lot of things that are better than, than it used to be in sports and otherwise. Okay. All right. Fair answer. I guess the biggest thing that I see nowadays that people complain about, and especially in the NBA, and I guess you could say the NFL too, but I don't complain about this because I'm as long as there's sports on, I don't care who's on the field, who's on the court. But I guess the workload management, the sitting out, the uh, you have some sort of minor in- injury, they're not playing through it, they're well, going to take a it, week off. There's a lot of complaining about that. But that's uh, when does that happen in football? I feel like that happens in football more than it did 20, 30 years ago. Who's being load managed? If somebody has a you know a tweak in their, that's called an injury. Well, I guess not more. I, it's more NBA load management in the NBA. There's guys that are healthy that are sitting out. That's uh, that. I don't see that happening in football. And I see your point. And uh, that does that upsets people too if they pay a ticket. Although you're paying a ticket to go see a game you can't dictate how that game goes and who plays and what happens no, but it, it does happen in, in football too you that's why you don't that, that why that's why nobody's drafting or paying running backs anymore because they because of load management you don't do it with a featured running back you do it with multiple running backs and it happens at other positions you just don't so they're still playing but they're not getting the workload exactly like a earl campbell or whatever exactly uh there is it's not load management but whatever it is in uh in the bowl games obviously where guys just completely sit out yeah opting out is not load management right that's a (laughs) different different topic Uh, but yeah there are a lot of things you can point to to say it's not as good i think coach mack is right though sometimes the good old days are uh they get better in our minds there were NASCAR, than they were there were at NASCAR the races that drivers won by three and four laps that nobody's on the lead lap I mean that that's crazy to think that that was better than what than what you even saw Sunday night which I wasn't a huge fan of but it was still exciting and there were NASCAR seasons that were over with what like a month or so to go like in the old way they used to do it yeah, and yeah Jimmy before Johnson the playoffs like run away with yeah. it and everything alright so the ultimate contrarian Coach Mack while everybody was enjoying the race Sunday night was there throwing stuff at his TV what do you what do you mean it wasn't you <laughs> it was like wrong it. coach I, I'm not a, it was exciting I will say that but I loved old Atlanta it was the worn out surface your car didn't stick you were your car was loose you had to fight it uh this you put your foot down and go as fast as you can the entire race that there you know there's less skill involved now than there was with the old atlanta even though sometimes somebody got out front and nobody ever passed him that didn't happen sunday night but uh they made it another super speedway we don't need another one we've got two at talladega and we've got two at daytona we don't need another super speedway and that's what they made it now i'm hoping that this surface when it gets worn out will trend back toward the old days but i'm not so sure it's like putting dirt on bristol as a sacrilege (laughs) (laughs) and a felony (laughs) did i see that there may be nascar events in canada coming 
soon at some point i wouldn't be surprised at all they they do uh some trucking uh and xfinity stuff there now on a road course up there all right so uh could be moving north of the border jamie says nascar has gotten worse no more big names cars are awful would you like to <laughs> dissect those comments well again uh, you know there, there were big names because some teams had money and the other teams didn't have any now now they've sort of equalized it and it is a little bit different than it was back in the day but uh <clears throat> i don't i don't know that the racing is worse than it was back in the day i think there are there is probably less star power though he's right about that coach if you put the worst driver in the series in the best car and the best driver in the worst car who would win the worst driver in the best car so it's about the car and are you saying you wish it was more about the driver in these races i would i would prefer that yeah, yeah. i, I, I want to see that they and it and there is a skill to racing on on you know super speedway tracks don't get me wrong but it's it that is taken out of the driver's hand a lot there's more luck involved in the super speedways than there is in say a short track all right there you go mac mccarthy joining us coach a uh, couple of coaches in the news bob huggins yeah pat Com- fitzgerald completely different kind of coaches correct um we talked about huggy bear uh, maybe last time you we were on uh, or a few weeks ago but i guess he has now come out and said he did not officially resign <laughs> i don't know why i thought he might just go quietly into the night it's he probably, thinks he's george costanza he, he did. just keeps showing up he pulled a costanza he's back at play <laughs> play now sports or whatever it was they put him in his office with no ac and heat uh whatever um are you shocked to see bob huggins now coming back a week later fighting I'm, this i'm i'm surprised but i'm more sad than anything i mean he he contributed a lot to west virginia basketball he became the face of west virginia basketball uh you know almost a folk hero in west virginia um and now he's going to throw all that away over money because uh, it, this has to be about money how about pat fitzgerald coach and as a former coach for all the years you coached uh you know hazing is a thing amongst teams and frats and working in businesses or whatever there's different levels to it but have you read this story and then what's your thoughts on it yeah it's dominated the news really and and the fact that it changed so much in 72 hours they went from suspending a guy for two weeks without pay which was you know okay it didn't really do anything to his job because nobody's doing anything right now in college football that much uh so basically he was going to be on vacation anyway he was just going to have to pay for it himself he gets paid plenty to do that uh without any any new information apparently then they decided uh when the the public got riled up that we've got to fire this guy so they either screwed up on friday when they suspended him or they screwed up on monday when they fired him one of those two things is wrong because they can't both be right because there was no new information in between friday and monday other than the fact that the new chancellor or president whatever it is in the northwestern system uh, met with uh, some of the aggrieved uh, you know um, anonymous uh, sources right. if you will yeah so it, let's say it's it's bad and the worst and he had no knowledge should he still be fired because it is his program his team and everything here's a question for you uh, I'm going to answer your question with the question. If if that was the case, and Friday they had suspended him for a year, would you say that was a good punishment? Knowing what I just asked Knowing you, what you just asked me, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I, I don't. 
I don't know. I mean, they suspended him for two weeks. Right. Or they fired him. Right. Was, was there something in between they could have done? He is Northwestern football in a lot of ways. He yeah. was two-time National Defensive Player of the Year. He won a Rose Bowl. Um, he, he's had the best success. But the fact is, they haven't been very good. They were 1-11 in last year. The last time they won a, ba- a football game was in Ireland against Nebraska. That was the last time they won a game. They're irrelevant. I, saw, I heard a guy talking today. It's the death knell for Northwestern football. If they die, would anyone really notice? They have not been good. And when they have a good year, Pat Fitzgerald, he gets all the credit in the world. You know, he, you know, he's a really good guy, apparently. You know, that's what that's what his reputation was. Um, and, and now it, it, he he goes out, in a, again, you know, a little bit like Huggins in a really sad way. Um, you know, hazing does go on. Did it cross the line? Apparently, if all this is true, it did cross the line. Uh, and here's a question I have not heard addressed yet, and I've heard a lot of talk about it. What are they going to do with the players that were involved in it? Right. Yeah. What are they going to do with the other assistant coaches that, that had knowledge of it? What you know? Will they if they do that? And kids also they have a anytime there's a coaching change with the transfer portal, you have a 30 day window to leave. Do you think people aren't? Oh man, blowing those phones up right now yeah. to get their better players. They're not going to have a roster in a couple of weeks. It, it could be it could be a disaster in 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 those terms. Yeah, and ECU uh, former ECU running backs coach Chris Foster took a job there right at the start of spring ball. Right? Yeah, he was one of those uh, couple of coaches that left right before the spring practices started, and he was the he took the same position at Northwestern. So, so did they name an interim coach when they? Because this just happened I, last night, I guess. So. They, they hired. They had a new defensive coordinator. They had just hired that uh, that that hadn't been on the staff, and apparently, he was the odds-on favorite, or yeah. maybe even has been named uh, the the interim since um, since the last report I got. Since we came on this uh, comedy hour, well, we'll see where we sit with this story and Huggins and otherwise uh, next Tuesday. Uh, we got in a good twelve minutes of sports talk today, Coach. It's not bad. <laughs> I apologize to all those sports <laughs> listeners out there. I enjoyed the drive-through manifesto. I did from, too. I think uh, a lot of people Cartier. learned from that too. I think a lot of people were writing notes on the uh, ten rules. Well, let's hope they listen. Pull up, let's damn hope it! They learn from it and pull up. <laughs> pull up, damn it, folks! If you're not, if only going to remember one thing from today, Coach. I enjoyed it as always. We will talk to you again next week. I'll be here. All Thanks. Right, sounds good. We will take a timeout when we return. Uh, another opinionated gentleman, Mike Mullis, will join us. We'll talk some MLB draft, some MLB All Star break. A little golf, a little everything in between with the Mully Man when we return. Also, Cornell Powell coming up hour two as well. We roll on Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Your vehicle is a big part of your life, and that's why you should trust the team at Greenville Auto World for all things automotive. 
Greenville Auto World is now under new ownership by the Cook Management Group, but still believes in fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right. Tommy Cook and his team now have five dealerships in eastern North Carolina with a fully stocked inventory of SUVs, trucks, and cars. For sales or service, visit Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 or GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Pirates supporting pirates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, the Chan Man, and the Mully Man. Mike Mullis joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. The first time in a couple weeks. Mully, good to see you, man. Yeah, how you been? I've been doing all right. Yourself? Yeah, good. How was your... uh how was your hiatus it's a nice break why is it you know most places it's a vacation but the radio personalities take a hiatus it just sounds better um yeah and i didn't go on vacation so hiatus is more appropriate i guess yeah well i mean what would be the technical definition what would be the difference in the two it's a great question uh we do not have time to get into that okay today. all right well you are really pressed for it uh frank on facebook mully said 18 minutes ago can we get a shout out to Xavier Meacham? Yeah, how about South him? Central alum, Jackie Robinson baseball alum, drafted by the Marlins yesterday in the 10th round. He was a pitcher at North Carolina A&T. I'm not familiar with yeah. Xavier Meacham. Had a great high school career and uh, played on the uh was part of the uh, US US baseball collegiate program and uh I mean really part of a really good South Central team and um yeah, I, I got to see him play a few times and and congratulations to him. Congratulations to all the guys that uh you know different ties different ways that w- that we know back east that uh, that were drafted and on to their professional career and, and quite frankly living a dream josh grows hearing his name called recently molly and um, we will talk to josh coming up on wednesday and we will i believe be uh, airing that live on facebook live and youtube at one o'clock so if you want to join us on those platforms at one uh, you'll hear my chat with Josh Gross, who was selected by the New York Yankees. And now you got to see how much money they're going to give him. And, and he's got a decision to make. Sounded like to me before this process that if he was drafted, he would probably go on and try to go to that next step in his baseball career. So I would assume uh, that he would not be a pitcher for the Pirates next year and will be somewhere in the Yankees organization, but that does remain to be seen. Yeah, and, you know, it's hard. To, like I said, those kids, uh, they, I mean, you know, they, they grow up wanting to be Pirates and then having a dream of being a Yankee and having a chance to play in Yankee Stadium. And, um, you know, he's got that opportunity now in front of him. And, um, you know, obviously he and his family and the coaching staff will have to get together and kick it around but I, i'm sure that um that uh, the staff at east carolina will uh congratulate him and and wish him the best if his decision is to pursue his professional career look the only way to be a professional baseball player is to go play pro ball right you i mean you just can't do it at the college ranks yes you can it can help you to get better and uh, more physically and mentally mature but the only way you learn to be a professional athlete is to go you know take advantage of the opportunity Pretty soon, Molly, we'll get a look at uh, at East Carolina's roster and what it's going to look like following this MLB draft and decisions for guys to make. We saw just last year, C.J. Mayhew, not drafted, picked up as a free agent and decided to, like you said, only way to play pro ball is to go play it. So he decided, hey, I'm going to take this shot and I'm going to go do it and has moved up a level uh, not that long ago. So he's trying to work his way through the ranks. But even if guys don't get drafted, we could still see them attempt uh, to make it to you know professional baseball in some way, shape, or form, and uh, we're gonna have to dissect that roster after this draft. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think there probably will be some uh, some additional pirates that get those same type opportunities that Mayhew got, and it's a little different situation now uh, financially than it used to be because again, it's a limited draft and um, you know a limited number of rounds and only so many players, and and quite frankly, there's a limited number of places to go play. Right? Mm-hmm. They've uh, you know a lot of the minor league teams that that you know have been around forever no longer exist in their you know affiliated form. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that'll be the last of them. I, I think it's really impressive if you look at what uh, has happened in the state. Uh, UNC Charlotte's had five guys go. Campbell's Campbell, had yeah. like four guys go. Uh, obviously, you know, Carolina had Horvath, and I don't know who else has gone uh, from them today. Their, who's their other their starter uh, pitcher went today? Uh, so I mean, but you know, you you expect those guys, the NC States, the the Dukes, Wake Forest, obviously had uh, with Rhett Louder going uh, really really high. So yeah, you know, I, North Carolina again is 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 very well represented, and um, you know, and and it's again a testament to 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 the quality of it. it. Used to be Florida, right? Florida would be what everybody thought of as the hotbed of of baseball, and obviously still really good players there. But uh, North Carolina is definitely holding its own. Uh, Jamie tweeted this out earlier, said he wanted just to bring it up with uh, with you on the show. He said, all-time talent in rounds 11 through 20, which is where we are right now here in this portion of the draft. And he said, uh, some big-time names, rounds 11 through 20. Uh, Andre Dawson was uh, an 11th round pick in 1975. Uh, Ryan Sandberg, a 20th round pick in 1978. Uh, Jim Tomei, 13th round. And then you got some other names here, Mully. Jose Canseco, 15th round pick. Jeff Kent, 20th. Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly, 19th. Dave Parker in the 14th. Albert Pujols was a 13th round selection in 1999. Earl Hershiser, 17th. Brett Saberhagen, 19th. When I think of late draft picks, and I'll pull it up to see where he was drafted, wasn't the story that Tommy Lasorda... Like Piazza, like in the 51st round. Lasorda was doing a favor for Piazza's dad or something? Godparent or something along those lines. Yeah, that's the... Uh, that's kind of been the the maybe urban legend or whatever. It could be 100% truth, but I think Piazza went in the 51st <laughs> round, if I'm not mistaken. And so it says, after his father asked Lasorda to select Piazza as a favor, the Miami-Dade Community College student was drafted by the Dodgers in the 62nd round. Okay. The 1,390th player, there was only five players picked after him in that draft and then he becomes the most you know the best power hitting catcher of all time and that's something that obviously will never happen again with the 20 round draft and it's uh you know again i think it even skews looking at the 11 through 20th rounds is it's a different it's a different 11 through 20 than it was even in those times so uh yeah but look man Anybody can make it. I mean, we've seen it in football with you know Mister Relevant, uh, you know, getting a chance to play this year. Was it was it Purdy that was the who was it that was the last pick taken in a quarterback draft? for the Niners? Yeah, yeah, that you know got a chance to play this year. So, uh, you know, it, it happens. Talent, drive, uh, desire, all those things factor in to, to again taking advantage of your opportunity. It looks like Chandler's got something he would like to bring up. We have a uh, update with the MLB draft regarding a former pirate. Beep 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 beep. beep. With the 485th overall pick of the 2023 MLB Draft, the St. Louis Cardinals select right-handed pitcher Tyler Brott. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. St. Louis Cardinals love some East ECU Pirates. Pirates. We were talking about Seth Manus uh, recently, Molly. Uh-huh. 
and of course you got krasinski you got burley playing with them now chris holba and tyler brought so thoughts on that uh, well i mean it's kind of weird you you know you have those those ties those those scouts and organizational folks that spend time around the around the program around the area i mean it kind of holds true with cleveland not necessarily from a east carolina standpoint obviously gavin williams being there but on back-to-back years cleveland took alex white and lottie chisenhall so you know and then obviously gavin and have had they've had success with those guys so yeah I, you know i guess it's it's easy to to kind of uh, fall in love with an area and you having a you know you have your assignments and east carolina always has good players so uh yeah good on them you mentioned gavin and, and those and alex white um when Gavin made his debut I went to a Guardians forum just to see what the fans were saying about him and they were raving about him and they were like you know when's the last time you were this excited about a pitcher coming up and you, you, I heard all those names, and they drafted Alex White and Drew Pomerantz, I think, yeah, together. That's right. And just and Pomerantz kind of worked out, but he worked out, I think, for the Red Sox more so. Yeah, than it, was, the it was a little later in his career. But um, the the Guardians apparently have not had good success drafting pitchers throughout the years, so they're very kind of nervous about Gavin, but also very excited about what he's done so far. Yeah, you know, and man, it, and obviously this time of the year, tons of questions about the draft and how this happens and how did, you know, why did Skeens go first and why, you know, listen, this thing is an absolute um, math computation when it relates to how they decide who to pick. It's 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 money in the slot. It's uh, the metrics. The metrics are critically important. I, I had a conversation uh, very recently with a coach that was trying to place uh, a right-handed pitcher in, in in pro ball, and I you know try to reach out to some independent folks that I know, and so I talked to a guy who's been in and around uh, independent baseball as a player. He's done everything in the game. Uh, for the last 10, 12 years. And he goes, Coach, yeah, man, look, we're, you know, such such is always looking for arms. And and I said, well, look, that, you know, I kind of broke down the, the kid's stat line and the success he'd had. And he goes, Coach, listen, what are his metrics? And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, just what's his spin rate? What's his – that's where they're at. And it's, it's, it's a um, – it's a more tangible way of scouting and buying players – than it is than it used to be when you go hey projectable body reminds me of uh, Roger Clemens uh, you know three pitch guy commands both sides all those things can still be said but at the end of the day and Gavin's a great example what's the spin rate uh, and that's why we see so many guys pitching up in the zone now because spin rates are better therefore fastball holds the line and it doesn't have drop into the barrel it, it stays above the above the barrel as a matter of fact this same guy was telling me he was like listen the Seattle Mariners have gone. Uh, it was a Seattle or Tampa. Either way, one one of those who have gone to like a uh, a two strike like o two one two philosophy, and it start like if you think about uh, glove the catcher's mid, middle of the middle of the zone, they're going to go two two gloves up with fastballs or two gloves down middle of the plate with breaking balls, and that is a two that is a spin rate driven metric that they feel like they're organizationally their spin rates and their fastballs hold lines so well that they can beat you up kind of you know even up not terribly out of the zone but they can beat you up at the top of the strike zone with the fastball we see it in the college game uh we you know it's 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 a different it's a different day it used to be even when i was playing man you just didn't throw the ball up i I think the the only comparison and and i've heard tommy easton talk about pitching above the barrel 
and it was uh, Fernando Valenzuela would pitch above the barrel. Uh, but most of the time, you know, you're teaching, especially young guys, and I still advocate for young guys, you know, to stay down on his own, you know, hollow of the knee kind of thing, just below the bottom of the strike zone. So, but it's it's a different way of uh, quantifying, you know, what you're investing in. All that you say, uh, I think back to that conversation you were having about Seth Manus recently and just about how, uh, you know, it, if he was around now, would he even have gotten a shot? Because yeah, who knows? It just wasn't. Because your argument to people back then about him was he, he, just, wins. he just wins games. He just wins baseball. Games. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, how's he do it? What's his rate? Hey, I don't he, know. He, I don't he, care. He, right. He just he's up. He was a high school guy that was a bulldog that would fight you, but he was not the biggest, sexiest. The fastball wasn't, you know, uh, wasn't uh, overpowering, but it it never ended up where it started. It was always you know had life to it, and he could pitch and he would compete, and obviously, um, you know, he did it at the highest level and was very successful at the highest level. So. That does still factor, but you know, I don't know that does somebody spend the money on the intangibles, especially in a twenty round draft. Does Seth Bennis end up being a kid that goes out to independent ball uh, and gets kind of sucked into the vacuum? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's something to be said. There's an awful lot to be said uh, for winning because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Jamie has an interesting question. Does it seem like pitchers are getting hit on the mound more? balls through the middle of the box i think it's because we're seeing going back to what i was just talking about pitching philosophies we're seeing hitters i mean we're seeing pitchers throw more balls in the middle of the plate because they're trying to beat you up so if they miss down just a little bit you know we talked about a minute ago i mentioned going two gloves up if they go a glove in three quarters up that ball's being hit back where it was delivered right so it's just a you know, shorten up to that to that pitch, and, right. and yes, I think you'll see more of that. Interesting, good answer. Speaking of guys getting smoked, man, I I, I, want, I can't believe this doesn't happen more often. But a last kid night. got smoked in the oh uh, derby last night. Hundred and thirteen mile an hour exit velocity off Vlad Guerrero, and the ball going off his head was just as fast. I mean, it, it, I saw it live, and I was like, oh my gosh! And then the the, the kid just lays there. But they didn't stop. I believe the next hit they they panned out to the outfield, and I believe they were carrying that kid off the field. I can't believe it doesn't yeah, happen it, listen, more. Every year I watch that thing, and I'm like, why are they letting these kids out there? Right. I, the, the the fly balls that just don't quite make it out of the ballpark don't really concern me as much as what you saw there with Junior just kind of a line drive. One hand's a line drive, and and it, it wasn't a great swing, but he's so freaking strong, and he hit. I mean, that is. That, that I mean, that could kill you. And I then mean, a, that, you know, and then a fly ball. You've got so many of those kids fighting for it. Oh, yeah. that it's going to cause a problem. I saw Big Cat from uh, Barstool say you should have either drunk college students out there, or so then you could laugh if they, you can't laugh at a kid getting hit, or just uh, fat guys, like just big fat guys running around trying to catch fly balls. Well, you know, I, the home run derby kind of like everything else. And last night not necessarily having the greatest names in the world in it has lost a little bit of its luster for me like it uh kind of has run the course like like i used to love the slam dunk competition loved it and now it's like okay what, I else, know, but what else can we do we aged out of it I all think. right so well maybe but here's my philosophy on the uh, on the home run derby take five or six of the guys from the futures game and have them hit against five or six big leaguers Kind of in two teams. So now, you know, you get to see your favorite team. You get to see an up-and-coming guy. You get to watch him take some hikes. 
and then I think it would be a little more competitive because those big leaguers are not going to want to lose to like second year players, right? And you could still have an overall champion. I, I think it would at least be a little yeah. different twist on it, where you know you could see some guys that, like I said, that you otherwise maybe get a chance to see. How about vets versus young stars versus futures? So you got like Nelson Cruz, Albert Pujols, and then you got your Julio Rodriguez, and then you got your future guys. Albert Pujols. Yeah. I, I see. I would. I would be deathly afraid of Pujols <laughs> hitting a home run derby. He just. It's, it's, Think he's gonna die. It's a hip injury or you know something <laughs> waiting to happen. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, but no. I I just think there's something that could be done because I. And again, maybe it's just me, but I, I like seeing these young guys. How about the Tony Gwynn Memorial hit off horse the six point five hole? You just sit there and hit it in the six point five hole. The well, you time. got you got targets. Do it like the old quarterback challenge where there's uh, chalk on the ball and it hits the target. You want to talk about something you don't want to watch? It's a bunch of guys trying to single through the right side. side. Yeah. Let me let me watch. That's almost as bad as the Charlie Woods comment. Let, I mean, you know what? Nothing will be more fun than to watch you two-strike hit on TV. And- oh, whatever. You just complain about not the biggest names, and now you want guys you've never heard of in the home run. Derby. But at least it's guys that you've recently heard of in the draft. Yeah. If you're a fan of that team. And I'm talking about guys that were drafted last year. You know, you obviously can't take the guys drafted this year. Take the guys drafted last year and let them hit against the big leaguers. How about the uh, the social media clip that goes around every year? The Bunt Derby over at the Asian League does? I, have, fan? I have not seen that. Oh, I got to oh, pull that boy. up for Mully. Uh, let's... No, that's, that would be a little bit boring, too. Jamie says the dunk contest is silly now. More gimmicks, less dunking. Well, I think, uh, to be fair to the guys, I, we're, we're about out of ideas. There's and only so my, many things you can do. That's my whole thing with it is is what what else can you humanly do? I, I just you know so I but I agree it is it is run its course for me. I, I just don't uh, don't really enjoy it. All right, Molly, I'm gonna show oh there you, you are yeah. So they really bump for points and they've got a giant bullseye yeah a bullseye and the yeah. point values go up right and the crowd seems to be into it is and that guy they're throwing you know 70 miles an hour and he's just standing there and not even 70 no that's yeah that's just right yeah wow speaking of uh boy I'm that you talk about must see tv i mean if that's on or cornhole's on i'm watching cornhole <laughs> the real question is how did clayton mccullough do last night oh he's a stud okay i mean He's a stud. That dude throws absolute money BP. But not as good as Mike Mullis. Well, you know. Is Mike, there an art to throwing BP? 100%. 100%. And especially to not cut it a little bit or whatever and know what your guy's working on. And yeah, but yeah, there, there is an art that, that – and there are a lot of really good coaches that were really good players that throw absolutely atrocious BP. Is it – Similar to a free throw, where it's more like muscle memory than it's actually yeah, it gets physical. To, it gets to that point. I know, where, I know, your arms. Sure, be, but well, and it gets to the point where like I wanted four baseballs in my left hand, and I, you know, it was I, you, you just. It's almost like a balance thing, and you just, you know, it's repetitive motion. And catchers typically throw better BP because they're used to trying to throw the ball straight, right? They're not. Yeah, yeah. They, so they're, right they're, they've, they've got a little. It's that short arm mechanic. I mean, Tommy Easton throws great BP. I mean, it kind of goes. I, look, AK throws good BP. I've seen, and it's weird. Uh, Palumbo throws good BP. It's weird when you're like, I like to go to BP to you know, and I'm, I'm like watching the guys hit, of course. But I'm like, man, this guy throws really good BP. <laughs> you're watching the pitcher, yeah, or you watch, <laughs> or you watch a guy like using a fungo bat. 
the, you know, the guy that's a right-handed fungo guy that throws the ball up with his left hand oh, and he grabs yeah. a bottom, that's garbage. He's got to do the right hand behind it. Oh, yeah. yeah he's got to be able to feed it from underneath and hit it. That's, you know, and then when you watch a guy try to hit one, you know, a catcher pop-up. That's funny. That's yeah. funny you just mentioned that. When you watch a catcher pop-up, you don't see that coaches try quite as often anymore. It's That is an art. Like, to be able to hit a ball oh my goodness. straight, like yeah. a home run in a silo. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know. Usually so, guys. Uh, yeah, you just see throw they just throw it. Yeah, they Yeah, they, when guys could do the straight up, yeah, pop, that impressive. was super impressive. But, I mean, like. Hey, God, I feel like he's such a child now because I was just thinking of how I used to throw the ball up and hit it. And you throw it up. Yeah, it's terrible. That is, th- that's very amateurish. <laughs> it is. You're because right. Because you want to be able to. It's it's a footwork thing where you want to be able to feed it out front, step and take into that it. stride, and then boom, you hit it, and it's a you know a five hopper is about what you want. You want a nice five hopper, and you don't want to tear the turf up. So it's got a it's got a skim. Of course, everybody's got turf savers now, but you don't want to beat it into the ground and take a chunk out of the grass. So yeah, there's an art to all of it, man. And like. I love watching uh, Ron Washington videos, watching him hit fungos and teaching the game. Of course, him and what Ozzy Alves like are infield. They do stuff short hops. He, at he'll Oz. have a fungo bat and hit short hops to like yeah, the he, infielder. He's, he's incredibly impressive. And, you know, guys that, that can really handle fungos, well, it's it's such a usable trait um, or usable skill because it, it, there's so many things you could simulate just by hitting fungos. Like a short hop to a catcher on a tag play at the plate is a great fungo drill. You know, being able to, I mean, there's just picks at first it's it's they're they're all they all apply uh jamie says does mully really does mully like fungo bats yeah so a fungo bat is different than a it's longer and it's thinner so and it's so imagine going up swinging up you know 30 30 or 31 32 ounce bat for you know hitting mass ground balls so that fungo is just easier it's lighter it's longer they used to make Mizuno made one that had a cord in, so it was like drilled out, and it had this little whistle to it, and it was sweet. But like SSK makes a great fungo, and it's been so long since I've bought a fungo bat. But uh, yeah, man, fungo bats for sure. And listen, no metal fungo bats, no only wood fungo bats. Metal okay. metal fun, metal fungo bats are for the guy that does the amateur toss. <laughs> And then what's even funnier, and if you don't think fungo uh, hitting fungos is is an art, go out and watch like dads that are out there giving their heart and soul to coach their kids, and they got the big like tennis racket thing. They make those where it's like a, you can hit a baseball with it, but it's a big, huge oh, square. I never seen that. Yeah, it's like a it's like a extra large fly swatter, and they're out there hitting. It. And the whole deal is they just can't they haven't done it enough to be able to to, to use a fungo. Mully's fungo camp needs to be a thing okay. you teach coaches how to there's a lot of guys way better at it than i was or am well but, thank you for but, being modest but man. i but i do it, it is and i enjoy it i mean i enjoy hitting fungos check out this picture coach mac just sent me in the drive through door open how about that unbelievable how about that and i just all i said to him please remain calm well don't have, don't have an incident i think that's a listener that saw coach mac pulling in the drive-thru that's actually coach mac's door open and said watch <laughs> and said watch this hold my beer and watch this yeah, all right we got uh cornell pal in route uh Mully, can you hang out another 10 minutes or so yeah all right let's take a break we'll come back uh i'll talk a little golf a little mlb and whatever else is on molly's mind when we return on pirate radio live here on a tuesday back with you after this 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you walk through the doors of Villa Verde, you'll experience the sights, sounds, and smells of authentic Dominican flavors. Villa Verde is inviting you to come by this summer and try some of their amazing empanadas, famous red snapper, grouper bites, seafood paella, uh, Cuban sandwich, and more. Relax on the patio with a fresh mojito or cold beer while enjoying one of their out-of-this-world the, out desserts like the rum pineapple cake. Villa Verde on 10th Street, a platform for good and a proud supporter of the Pirate Nation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, if you are just tuning in, a couple Pirates have heard their name called in the MLB draft today. Josh Groves goes 11th round to the New York Yankees. We'll talk to Josh coming up Wednesday, 1 o'clock, and we'll air that live on Facebook and YouTube if you want to join in and ask a question to Josh. And uh, we'll have it on uh, one of our Pirate Radio Lives later this week. And also, Tyler Broad goes to the St. Louis Cardinals. And Broad's an interesting guy. Well, we've talked a lot about you like his his bulldog nature and his velocity you what your one concern was and we were talking about spin rates and all that stuff earlier you said his ball was a little straight you said that early in the season yeah. and we we kind of saw that throughout the season yeah he's kind of a surprise but again i think it's another situation where spin rate wins i mean you know with the throw with the velocity he throws with and it you know holds line and all those kind of you know cliche terms but um that you can't teach that right i mean he you know that what that's a that's a gift so uh i'm sure the cardinals are thinking hey we'll get him out we'll develop him and and quite frankly i mean i and no, no disrespect to anybody in in making this statement but these guys that are the the quote-unquote true prospects the guys that are that, that may be more destined for the big leagues they've got to have guys to play against that are quality people too right so you know, maybe a guy like Brat kind of becomes an organizational guy that, uh, hey, he still has every chance in the world to make it to the big leagues. But right now, we could really see him helping us uh, in, you know, in different roles inside the organization. Go in there and show our new shortstop some 97 yeah, mile go, per go, hour yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Let's, let's get some velo going. And uh, yeah, so, uh, but good for him, man. Congratulations. I, I will say that was not one that I would have thought would have been drafted, to be quite frank. But uh, but good for him, and congratulations to uh, him and his family and uh, obviously the Pirates. Jamie said, Cliff mentioned Piazza earlier as the best power-hitting catcher of all time. I think Bench would be the best. He's not far behind in home runs. Well, you know what? I'm not going to – I'll get in several sports debates that I feel passionate about. I'm not that passionate about that one, so – if you want to take bench, Jamie, that's fine. Uh, Piazza does have more home runs, I believe, but I don't know. Molly, would you like to break the tie there? I, I, I think uh, I would take either one of them. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Jamie, I'm going to give it to you. Johnny Bench, best power hitting home run uh, catcher of all time. I did like, I mean, you know, Johnny Bench was even before my time, but the, the, the the stories and the you know the some of the stuff you're able to see um, in retro i mean you know he was a obviously a great player on a great team uh worth noting not worth noting but just unfortunately when i think of mike piazza i think about when he uh did a called a press conference to tell everybody he wasn't gay yeah, that that and that will always <laughs> that was that strange. Will always be part of his um thank you for of, coming here today part of his legacy <laughs> I'm, I'm not gay 
Okay, thanks. 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 All right, Mike. All right, back to work. Mike, how about that yesterday, the AB and the third? No, no I'm not here no, to no, talk no, baseball. No, we're not here, no. You show me a picture of a woman and a man, I'll tell you who's attractive to me. Like, what are we doing, Mike? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah that was that would that would right. make very little to no sense. Uh, Molly, you have been you've been doing some bird dogging in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, for people who don't know who that is, what that is, that sounds kind of cool or gross. I don't know, but you've been a bird dog. I don't know that. How? What would the connotation be that it would sound gross? I don't I know. I think that's only if if your mind took you. <laughs> To somewhere that the term bird dog would be grossed, and you might need to look in the mirror. So that is scouting, correct? Yeah, just yeah. And there are different levels of scouting, but you for a, what a MLB organization? Yeah, I was with, looking uh, at with the Indians and with the Giants. And you would go to what game? What? Wherever. I mean, it, it, it may be hey, you know, Mully, can you? I can't be like I, I will tell you probably my most. I would say famous or whatever it was. I was the last person for the Giants to see Madison Bumgarner. And it just worked out that our American Legion team uh, was in Thomasville playing in the state championship. Uh, and Madison Bumgarner's team was there and he pitched that night. And, and it, so at that point, Pat Portugal was the was the actual area scout. And Pat said, hey, Molly, could you give me some numbers on him? We're going to, you know, we're going to make a decision. And that night, I think uh, uh, his velocity he was like 92, 93, you know, he just, pretty good and uh and he had two doubles and a home run so i was like uh pat i don't know you know kind of what you're thinking it, it was he's a big crossfire guy so a lot of lefties crossfire they step across their body and he was a big crossfire guy but it man it would just cause real sink on 93 uh 94 to high school hitters it was uh it was pretty special so that you know that would be my biggest one I guess. and probably turned out to be you know the braves had some good hitting pitchers with glavin and maddox could handle the bat every now and then but madison bumgarner maybe the best hitting pitcher yeah of our recent generation i mean he could not counting otani, otani right he could like legitimately hit yeah i mean he probably could have played first base or right field in the big leagues and let me see most home runs for a pitcher and see where mad bomb is i know he's up there uh, but if we're not counting guys like Babe Ruth or whatever, uh, you know what's so funny? You mentioned Madison Bumgarner, Molly, nineteen career dingers. There you go. That's that's strong. You know, you mentioned, and every it seems to be, and maybe it's just the circles I run in, but more and more people talk about that Brave staff now than maybe ever before, and I think it's because we're seeing such a contradiction to what they were is what you see in Major League Baseball every night. I mean, it's just straight gas, heartbreaking stuff. You don't. You just don't see, especially. Well, really, all of them. I mean, Smoltz threw hard. Well, now Spencer Strider leads the league in strikeouts, the NL, and is looked at as a potential Cy Young. And he'll give up four or five runs, right. but he'll strike out eleven guys, right. and they'll win because they have the best lineup in baseball. And you're right; it's totally different. And, and I think again, I, I mean, a guy like Maddox. He probably doesn't make it in today's game. Not with the scrutiny of the strike zone. And Is there a Maddox? Who, who no, are these soft no, guys now? Uh, I say soft. That's the but. whole problem. That's the whole problem. What qualifies a soft? 91, 92? Right. You know, yeah. and, and he pitched. He Look, he would get it up there, 91, 92, but he would get it up there. It was 87, 88 a lot and, you know, moved it both ways. And I guess Smoltz was their hard thrower because Glavin that's wasn't right. really That's exactly right. Guess. And, you know, there's been so many stats. I mean, you know, of course, on the back end with Wollers and, yeah. you know, the, some of the guys in the bullpen, they had guys that could come out there and pump it. But that was the deal is you, you would run and Mark Wollers out there for – 
you know, four or five outs and just he would just come at you with everything he had and it was such a such a difference in what you had just seen. So it was you know, it was a, it was effective by being opposite. So, um, I, you know, I, it, it is funny. I, I think we do long, and I, you know, there again, we, we've talked about Manish a little bit earlier. That's that's the that's the closest comparison I could think of would be uh, Maddox to to a guy like Manish, and and I just I would wonder if there's a place for them in baseball, especially as you see. And I look, man, I'm telling you, you can like it, you can not like it. It's in the minor leagues. The automated strike zone is coming. I don't know if he saw maybe the International League or something. Left-handed hitter in the box. Umpire calls a very gracious strike three. He taps his helmet. The umpire turns around to get validation. They change the call. The guy gets back in the batter's box. Hmm. So it's being done. So what do you think? We see like a review? I think we see that exact scenario. Almost like instead, so they don't of, do the whole game. But instead of the earmuffs, they touch the helmet or whatever. He turns around. Maybe a hitter gets one review in at bat. I don't know, but it's wow. but it's common. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, like I would have said a couple years ago, no way this should happen. No, dude, these guys are throwing the ball so fast, so hard, with such life on it that you still have human beings back there trying to call balls and strikes. Like it's a different day. It's a different day. It's hard to make the, and we have catchers that are working ground up, yeah. and they're snatching balls into the zone. So you know, and they, they've got hands of a shortstop back there snatching a ball into the strike zone, and a dude just threw the pitch, you know, 101 miles an hour. I mean, that's that's there, there's a lot to process in a very short period of time. Mike Mullis, uh, great points, Molly. I like you keeping up with the times as well, being able to say, you know what, maybe this is. I don't know about needed, but you're not going to completely poo-poo it. No, look, and I had a thing today uh, pop up. I was checking the draft tracker, and this thing on MLB.com came up about doing a, like an 11-question quiz about today's game. And it was funny. Like The the first thing you do is put in your, your date, you know, the year you were born. So I had to scroll way down to the bottom of the thing to, you know, to click in. Boomer. So I'm like... I click in and I'm like, all right, what if that puts me in a category where they're going, okay, this guy, you know, he's almost 50. He's going to poo-poo all this stuff. And as I'm reading the questions, I'm like, you know, it talked about is today's game uh, more fast-paced? And I'm like, yeah, it yeah, is. Absolutely. And is it more entertaining? Well, I hate to say, but yeah, I guess it is. And then it's, you know, it, it's... And now I, that surprises me. I think it's also more entertaining because we have guys like De La Cruz out there doing what he's doing. He in and of himself is worth watching. Your Braves. I mean, the Braves are... If you're Ronald Cunha has 40-some stolen bases. Now, yeah, I mean, you, 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 I mean, they are... If you're a baseball fan, they're bus-watch TV. I mean, they really are. Um, it, and it's still exciting to see... You know, and this is in the college game, but you see Skeens go out and throw, what was it, 40 pitches over 100 miles an hour or 20 pitches, whatever it was, a bunch of pitches 100 miles an hour or better. That's stuff that we've never seen before following the game. Yeah. And I watched the Guardians play the Royals when Gavin pitched, yep. and that was uh, that was a tough watch. <laughs> not a lot of offense, not yeah. a lot of base runners. Well, you say that. I think what the the uh, the the Guardians had fifteen or sixteen hits. They, uh, we're talking about a, the first starting. No, the, the second one. Yeah, okay. the second yeah. one. They lit that guy up, and I mean, they and, and now he watch, finally got some run support. Watching watching their approach at the plate. That that being the Guardians, 
uh, you know, they're, they're kind of taking what this guy's given, not really trying to drive the ball necessarily out of the park, just hitting like line drive after line drive. And, um, you know, and it's it's hard. It, it's it's still strange. You know, we, we go through it with the, the, the Redskins now, the Commanders and the Guardians now. The, just by the name of the Guardians, you almost discredit all the history that Cleveland has in baseball. And you, you almost discredit, like there's such a separation in the names, at least in my mind, and you go, man, these guys suck. And then you look, and they're they're like first in the division. So yeah, it's like well, well, maybe they don't. Well, they're five hundred. They're in a terrible division. But you know, you first is first. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you, you, there are teams that are not in first place. Well, on that note, Molly, let's just look at it since we're at the All Star break. I love how this looks with the uh, the Reds in first place in the NL Central. Uh, cool to see Gavin and uh, the Guardians first place in the AL you know what, Central. You know what, clip right there with the Reds, though? What we're seeing is the Adley Rushman effect for the Reds with De La Cruz. When when Adley Rushman came up last year, man, it changed the Orioles. Uh, I mean, they did a 180, a total about face. We're seeing the same thing with De La Cruz and the impact he's had on that Reds team. How about the Rays got off to the best start in baseball history just about? They're only two games up on Baltimore. Baltimore is 54-35. and 35. That's incredible. <laughs> and you got the Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox all down the list there. And, I, and I, of those teams, I would have taken the Blue Jays all day, every day. Another team that kind of blew it up, have struggled, and now have combined draft young guys with signings. Uh, the Texas Rangers are in first place yep. in the AL West. Uh, of course, the Braves had two or three really bad years and have since won their division. They are 60-29. and 29. It's just incredible. The Dodgers went on a little streak there to catch the Diamondbacks, so another kind of surprising team, but the Diamondbacks and Dodgers tied in the West. One of the biggest surprises, Molly, and not that I know all of their personnel and what they have and everything. I know Alec Burleson, but just seeing the Cardinals 11 and a half games out, uh, 38 and 52 is surprising just because well, they're always so consistently Well, the good. biggest surprise in the game is the Padres. I mean, where, where are they? There's can, another one, yeah. How can they not hit with those first five hitters? Four games under 500. And they're, they're brutal. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're terrible to watch. They're anemic offensively. Mike Mullis joining us. Mully enjoyed it, and uh, good stuff today, man. Yeah, man. By the way, we are 53 days away on the David Price Construction Countdown to kickoff East Carolina and Michigan. So we're getting there. Uh, NFL Hall of Fame game is like next, oh, man. next weekend. You want me to do that uh, counter again? That is a crazy low number. Uh, let's see. Hall I think it's fame. next weekend. No, it's not. No, it's in August, right? Yeah, yeah. It's August the 3rd. Okay. So, so I, I'm a couple weeks off, but not, not me. I knew it was coming up yeah. almost pretty fast. It's it's crazy. It's, uh, it's, it's, you want me to do the days, Chandler? You like when I count that down? Because it's so close. Let's see. July 11th to August 3rd. Molly, I'm happy to report to you. Oh, no. We are 23 days away. 23 because it is on a Thursday. Yep, so three weeks away from football being on your television until February. Boy, and that'll be a really high-quality game. <laughs> we have talked about getting together to watch it. Will you join us? Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. You know, you know, you know hey. what game's not a game's not really thought of very highly when they'll just cancel it because the turf ain't good. That is true, and that has happened. Yes. You might have a, a game to watch of your own around that time, or at least some scrimmages. Yeah, you got yeah. some football going yeah, on, don't you? Yeah, they crank up, um, I think the following week would be game one, like August 
16, 19, something like that. So. Awesome stuff. Yep. All right, Molly, man. Enjoyed it. Yeah, buddy, always. We'll take a break. Uh, Cornell Powell in route, hoping to uh, have him on. Bryce Williams will join us at 5. So we will have uh, a lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. We've also got some Big Rock sensation news that has been posted to Pirate Radio. For those interested, we'll uh, give you that as well when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University sportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live on a tuesday just saw this posted to our pirate radio social media accounts this just in the sensation has released a statement withdrawing its protest contesting the disqualification of the 619 pound blue marlin called during the 2023 Blue Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament. Uh, anything to read in this? Uh, after reviewing the tournament rules, the applicable laws, and further examination of the Blue Marlin, we concluded that the tournament properly applied the tournament rules and made the correct decision in disqualifying our 2023 tournament catch. So, um, kind of like we talked about, or I thought originally bad luck stinks whatever but the rules is the rules Rules rule and the sensation will have to wait another year to get that big catch breaking news and hope a shark withdraw stays out of it this time so there you go there's that all right uh awaiting the arrival of cornell powell also talked to former super bowl champion pirate bryce williams that's right i should address him as super bowl champion like if i was to win a super bowl as a well, long snapper as a long snapper as the star wide receiver as the quarterback as a support staff i want to be addressed as a super bowl champion by the way there's a super bowl champion walking into studio right now okay well i guess i'll refer to him as that when he comes and joins us here on the show former jh rose rampant clemson tiger and now kansas city chief super bowl champion cornell powell joining us inside the pirate radio studios here on a thursday got a uh, on a tuesday got a camp coming up later on this week and uh here to talk about that and more and cornell get situated welcome back man how you doing i'm doing good man. i'm doing good look at watch that. out don't don't look hit it too that. don't hit his knuckles too hard <laughs> can we turn all these lights it's too shiny oh, on that get a giant good video of it these rings are out of control my goodness gracious sir thank you good grief how do you even wear this on your hand you don't you wear the special occasions special occasions what's it got on the inside there um you got our personalized signature um the three playoff games i work for the year 
that is cool yeah it's got the uh the playoff wins the super bowl win the that's a nice little uh signature there mm-hmm. with your number yeah. and uh what is edge uh it was our word for the year okay it's our team word and then the top pops off <laughs> okay it has the stadium it's got you could pull it out pull this piece out where it has a pendant oh my goodness gracious yeah. that is so cool oh you got that on video yeah, yeah yeah let's see it i don't want to mess it up i don't know how much that thing costs it's heavy that is uh that is sharp right there buddy turn around oh you want to see that it's, it was upside uh, down uh chandler uh higher up please well no back down <laughs> how about this i'm gonna put it there and yeah, you figure out where you want it uh cornell appreciate you joining us man and uh thank you for letting me hold that that's the third super bowl ring i've uh i've held and put on i had joe gibbs uh, old redskins ring ernest Bonner, mm-hmm. former pirate uh redskins championship and uh, now a kansas city chief super bowl ring and now the goal is to go do that again right go back to back <laughs> that's the goal man that's the goal uh it was fun the year was it was crazy super long uh it was just it was intense but you know it was worth it we we ended up you know best in the world so it was uh i think it was it was pretty awesome and uh a lot of change i don't know about a lot but changes i think we talked last time i'm a washington fan so <laughs> eric Bieniemy uh going to washington so uh, kind of a new voice so who uh who's running the offense now along with coach reed uh mac Nagy. Um, oh okay yeah, he's he's the oc now so he has a couple new wrinkles but you know it's still uh coach reed's offense and you know we're gonna keep the main thing the main thing get uh, travis kelsey the ball <laughs> <laughs> there you go you always got 87 to throw it to uh when you need to so cornell um well let's stick with that and we'll talk about your camp and other stuff but well so before you get to training camp it's nice that you can be back home i know you were hanging out with family and stuff last night and Absolutely. and these days so that's really cool you get to do that but how much are you like into a playbook now or, or what is what is the chiefs kind of asking you to do away from kansas city before you get there for training camp um I wouldn't necessarily say it's the Chiefs thing. I think it's just a professional thing. Uh, Just staying up on the plays, uh, the lingo, the routes, the depths. Just making sure you know the 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 details, ins and outs of the uh, of the play, the play the whole concept as well. Um, Just being a professional, uh, I feel like uh, going into my third year. That's something that I learned um, along the way. Just making sure that I know my stuff. I'm always on top of it. Uh, Being able to be uh, outside receiver, inside receiver, wherever they need you to be at, uh, be be able to be just a plug-and-play player. So, um, and then outside of that, the playbook just stay in condition. Um, you know, we're a team that, that likes to run and gun. So yeah. Just uh, making sure that you can go uh, 10, 15 long drive drills, and uh, and you just you're still you're still standing up right, uh, waiting for the next play to be called. So uh, that's really all I've been doing lately. So you have been an elite athlete, I guess, your entire life. But I, I heard your name way before I saw you play. Like, have you seen this Cornell Powell guy at Roseway? So, um, but did you take it serious back then as far as your working out, your conditioning, stuff like that? Like, have you always had that in you, or is that something you had to learn maybe later at Rose, at Clemson, at, at Kansas City? No, I've always had that in me. Um, I've always been one of the most competitive players, a person, person like that I've ever been around myself. Um, whether we're playing, you know, ping pong, 
tic-tac-toe, whatever, I want to beat you, and then I'm going to let you know that I'm beating you. Uh, so <laughs> so that, that's always been uh, in me. You could ask anyone who ever grew up with me in, uh, in Greenville from Little League to, to now. Um, and it's just something that you just got to have about you. It's, it's, a, it's a different type of swagger that I feel like you need um, when, when you want to be great. Uh, not necessarily like it's not cockiness. It's just, you know, you know the work that you put in. You're right. confident in your ability. And, you know, no one's ever going to outwork you. And that's, that's always been my mindset. Well, a big question for you is not about the ability. It's it's how you feel. How's the health? How you doing right now? Oh, 100% healthy. Yeah. Uh, got cleared july 10th monday uh so you know ready to go full go uh i can't wait man uh being back out there on the green grass just, <laughs> just uh doing what i love to do uh, my whole life that's gotta be a bummer like how hard you work and how hard you've worked your entire life and to know you could be out there if you were physically able to and not being able to so how do you i mean we've talked to a lot of guys that have gotten hurt our guy rajay harris ecu football running back um, got hurt, knew his season was over, and he's such an upbeat, uplifting guy, but knew he was going to kind of be in a dark place, rehabbing and everything. So how do you kind of fight through all that to, to get back to where you are right now, healthy? Um, you know, being an athlete, injury is a part of the game, as unfortunate as it is. So, you know, when it happens to you, if it happens, this is my first time ever getting surgery or anything mm-hmm. so uh, when it happens you just gotta fight the adversity you gotta you gotta go through the dark time that dark place and you just gotta be grounded in i feel like me personally you gotta be grounded in uh in your spiritual your spiritual believing and you know i feel like god really uh willed me through this uh, early on it, it's, it's very it's very hard because you know your your body you're being a being an athlete all your life you're at the top athlete you, your body's not responding to you or ha- how it normally does so it's definitely um it's definitely tough uh but once you you know you get through that tar- that dark time and you just you just fight through it uh you continue to keep god first and just keep working each and every day uh, trying to get one percent better um it, it'll come around and as long as you put the work in you know you, you get out what you put in and i feel like um, i've been doing it every day five days a week just trying to get back to 100 percent. yes sir good so awesome can you uh you hang out another 15 or Absolutely. so all right let's take a break shirley we'll come back expecting the arrival of former ecu tight end bryce williams we got some online questions uh for cornell we'll get to and more we'll talk about the camp coming up and uh more when we return cornell Powell, bryce williams pirate radio live rolls on on a tuesday after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional, government, and portfolio loans, plus construction and lot loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 714-2076. 
Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. I'm assembling quite the team here in the Pirate Radio studios. Got the uh, the wide receiver, Cornell Powell, and the tight end, Bryce Williams, who joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Bryce, good to see you, man. Good to see you all. Hope you had a good, you got a lot of uh, fishing stories for us the last couple uh, weeks. Maybe over the over the holiday, but this weekend was busy. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Chandler might have a fishing story for us too. He might have outdid me. <laughs> we'll if see. You did we ain't we'll seen your story? Cornell, you ever get in the boat and do any fishing or anything? I've fished maybe two or three times. Uh, That's two more than me. Probably caught one fish my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we well, caught a big one here, Bryce. You see this Super Bowl ring? I do. Yeah. That's, that's, that's is that is that about the same size as the Beefo Brady's uh, <laughs> ring? The EC? No, <laughs> no. Cornel- you got two of those. Uh, he only has one of those. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's correct. Um, we had Jamie uh, on the chat saying, "Cornell, you've got to play with Trevor Lawrence and Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. like uh, or Patrick, yeah. I should say, so his mom don't get mad, right? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Um, that, you're a pretty lucky guy I'm in that regard. Extremely lucky. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've had the greatest line of quarterbacks. You know, um, I feel like that really like helped me elevate my game. Um, you know, when you play with other great players, such as, you know, Pat, uh, Trev, Deshaun Watson, yeah, uh, you just have to, like, rise to the occasion. So um, I've been extremely blessed, man. I, I'm not going to answer the question of who I think is better. I'm going to stay out of that one. <laughs> uh, Jamie also asking, like, about Patrick Mahomes, what kind of – what kind of person he is we kind of see the fire we also see him having a ton of fun on the football field so uh what, what is he like behind the scenes uh he's someone who loves the game of football um he's definitely a, a vocal leader he's gonna bring the best out of you um, on and off the field he he expects greatness from you because he's great himself um and that just helps elevate the whole locker room man uh practices are fun exciting intense um, and we compete each and every day, but he's really like the uh, the head of the snake for us. Uh, we go as he goes, and you know we we went all the way. So. And yeah, went a long way. <laughs> and look, Andy Reid for what he's done in the game demands uh, all the respect that he gets. But mm-hmm. you know, how much is it him and in the past be enemy running a practice? And but how much is like Mahomes running the practice? You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say my rookie year. Uh, at training camp where we're about to go July 18th uh, Pat like the the starters uh, were a little tired it's camp you know it's, it's a grind uh, but he he literally stopped everything like nah get back on the ball uh, we're gonna finish our, finish our set of plays or whatever and you know just seeing everybody like just get around him and we finished it uh, that just let me know like the tone that was set uh, from day one when I was when I was a rookie so um but I think it's it's a collective group, um, especially when EB was there. Man, he was the he was he was the vocal leader. He was he was gonna get in you, but uh, <laughs> he was he was gonna get on you and, and just make sure that you know uh, you brought your best every day. Um, never take a playoff because it, when you work hard and when you when you drill it into yourself, into your body, into your mentality that you know you're just gonna go that extra play, go that extra mile, finish the rep or whatever. And you do that in July, August, uh, when February comes, you know, it's, it's easy. No one else practices like we do. I firmly believe that. And I say that because other guys who came in too, 
um, our team either during the year or new in training camp and stuff like it's a different level of uh, practice that they haven't experienced in other teams around the league and you know I've been grateful to be here uh, going on year three now but uh, I don't think anyone c- compares to the level of practice that we have so Cornell Powell joining us. The camera really it plays a trick. Like Bryce makes Cornell look like a little fella. But then Bryce His chair is higher than mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're about the same height. Bryce, um, when he's talking there, and and we've talked about how you 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 said you like to do it more by example than talking when you mm-hmm. played. But when you got a guy like Shane Carden, who Ruffy McNeil called captain, he is the captain. Uh, when he's talking about Mahomes, kind of rallying the troops there when things ain't going right, does that remind you of uh, your playing days? Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely helpful as you know, and, you know having a, a leader and it being your quarterback as well because obviously he's he said the head of the snake with the offense and you know when he's bringing the energy when he's you know getting on guys just you know, encouraging to keep going or um, I guess encouraging was a little polite word sometimes it can get a little vocal I'm sure and uh, but uh, yeah it's great to have a you know a leader like you know I'm sure like Patrick Mahomes and you know Shane just um, you know keep the, the team pushing forward well Bryce you uh, spent time in many training camps trying to earn your spot mm-hmm. uh, some of it you probably miss some you probably yeah. don't yeah. but uh, Cornell said he's uh, about to report here soon what do you remember about uh, that that first week those weeks in uh, july i guess it was you know the nerves because you know i mean you you know you're well you know coming in rookie young and stuff you know your your plays are numbered you know you won't make the most of your plays and mm-hmm. um that was the big thing because you know you can get those taken away real quick um and trying to be perfect um you know is definitely you know one of the harder things to you know to do but not let it you know affect your play because you know you play your best when you're loose and right. you know not thinking and things like that so um and then i've been a so i've had unfortunately they've been three different training camps i've had to learn you know three different playbooks and stuff like that you know so you're i guess y'all haven't changed ocs yeah. so you know it'd be good so you know he'll be walking apart for him so <laughs> um yeah you know nerves just knowing this is you know well is it going to happen this year or what's going to be so um, that's really the feeling and and bryce you walk in and see gronk and tom brady and belichick and then those guys cornell you played big time about as big as you can get at clemson so maybe you don't get too starstruck but did you have any of those moments when you go to kansas city for the first time absolutely um <laughs> Especially in Kansas City, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is like bigger than the city. <laughs> um, and then we, I came in, we had Tyreek Hill, and then Trav, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Jones, uh, we had the Honey Badger. Um, uh, a lot of big names. Yeah. It was just, uh, it's definitely. It uh, take you a minute to get over it that. It does. Uh, I, I mean, but I feel like, um, you know, you just got to enjoy that. You know, I grew up watching Tyron Matthews at uh, LSU mm-hmm. and stuff, and, you know, he was a, a game changer. He. he I feel like he influenced a lot of young guys to play the defensive back position. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a – I feel like not a fangirling, but you just got to show <laughs> yeah. respect to, to right. the greats, man. You know, you don't – and like you said, you don't know how long you're going to be in one place, especially coming in as a rookie. Uh, so you just want to make sure you embrace greatness. Uh, but at the same time, when you get on that field, 
I mean, they they are competitors. Yeah. So they your teammate, but he was my competitor. Um, yeah. Because he played defense, so you just got to go at him, and um, I mean, you take it as a great honor too. Uh, you get to go against him and get to prove mm-hmm. yourself, you know. Cornell Powell joining us back in town because he's doing something awesome this week uh, weekend. Got a football camp coming up. Uh, spots are almost full. Literally, you said eighteen spots left. Eighteen spots left as of this morning. Um, the max number is two fifty. So get in while you can. A couple spots left. Uh, lunch is sponsored by Parker's Barbecue. My guy Billy Parker, uh, my guy David Wall is also sponsoring. Uh, he gave us some sports athlete bibles, uh, which is awesome. Um, I started out high school with FCA, so I feel like it really changed the trajectory of my spiritual life. Um, so come out. Eighteen spots left. It's this Saturday. Registration starts at eight thirty. Um, it's on all my socials. Uh, please go fill out the registration form. Come out and support. Awesome stuff. And Cornell, you make it tough as a Conley guy. I <laughs> uh, want to hate all things Rose, but RV's like the nicest man in the world. Will Bland's the coolest guy. I've known him for years now, and you seem like a good guy, so I, got, I guess I like you rampants now. Marvin Jarman. Marvin, Marvin. You got the legendary Marvin Jarman. So. You know, it's all love between the... Uh, <laughs> Me and the Conley guys. Well, yeah, you say that because you they, beat them like yeah, eight times. Right? All <laughs> it might be different if we got you yeah. one time, but we couldn't get you. Uh, good stuff. Um, Jamie, I don't know if I want to rehash this again. Uh, did Cornell consider going to ECU at all? Do we have to mm-hmm. talk about this again? Jeez. Let's just say, yeah, you, I mean. I considered it. Very, yeah. very highly considered it. And uh, a couple things didn't work out, but. I was almost a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had forgot about it. <laughs> now, uh, now my heart's broken again. Let's end on a high note. Uh, yeah. Awesome camp coming up. So, what kind of uh, stuff you guys gonna be doing? It was Saturday. It's Saturday. Um, got drill work um, and just one on one training, uh, position work. Uh, but we're gonna get out there and compete, man. I'm, I want to really give the the whole idea of you know football aspect people just think it's just like drills and stuff but like it's really a grind he'll tell you at ECU man those those summer workouts those uh whew, those summer heats and stuff uh, like that is is hot but it's also a grind it, it really shows you like who wants it who doesn't um you separate the good from the great uh and so I, I might have a little bit of that in the camp but we're also gonna we're gonna have fun and we're gonna compete uh, have some some one on one reps and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. It, it's gonna be fun though, man. Uh, All right. Well, I, I, not that you need any help, Cornell, but if you need a special teams guy, a yeah. long snapper for yeah. your camp yeah. next year, yeah. I know a guy, former yeah. long, I'm snapper. A long snapper. So. He's <laughs> a former long snapper. He had a couple guys sign up for uh, their position, special team, special team guys. So I'm gonna have my guy come out. There. I'm out there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you need an old tight end, Bryce still has a bag of tricks. Dude, maybe uh, available Saturday <laughs> as well. So, yeah, but uh, <laughs> good luck with it, Cornell. And uh, it's cool that you're you're giving back. And you said this is something very important to you. Mm-hmm. I know. It's definitely important to me. Um, I feel like you know, growing up, um, it took a village to you know go to camps, go to different. Um, places uh, as far as uh, recreation like uh, travel ball baseball football basketball uh, I played all three so you know a lot of people poured into me so it's only right that you know I'm, I have the the opportunity to give back uh, it's a completely free camp you know I just want everybody to come out and have fun um, and just enjoy the game I love mm-hmm. that's awesome man can't wait to uh, to see you back on the field and yeah. keep up the great work off the field too Thank great you. to see you bud appreciate it Cornell Powell joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios we'll have more with Bryce Williams when we return also a giveaway as we roll on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live back with you after this 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, uh, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's call allinublue.com New Blue Service Group where we are redefining service excellence Now let's head back into PRL, here's Clip Back with you Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday with old Bryce Williams hanging out, great to have Cornell Powell in got his uh, camp and really cool part about it a free camp uh because he's giving back Mm -hmm. and he uh had some of those opportunities i remember his first conversation with us he said that uh, he was able to attend a lot of camps and there were some that you know he couldn't go to so he wanted to make his free for the kids around here to learn from an nfl player and uh i would go as a kid just to get a glimpse of that super bowl ring yeah that that thing was heavy dude i needed to ask him how often he wears it he said it's a special occasion. I said, how do you wear this on your hand? He said, well, it's a special occasion. Right, yeah. And, of course, showing up to Pirate Hill Live. Exactly. Special occasion. I was trying to get Bryce to wear some of his in here. I don't but even you're... know where it is. Ah, there's somewhere. <laughs> at, the, at the folks' house? Yeah, I think so. All right, Bryce. I got a couple things here for us today. <clears throat> we got the uh, the new Phil Steele magazine is in. Huh. The old college football Bible. Nice. So we got that bad Jeez. boy. So if you need to read anything, <laughs> you got a lot of words in there. Uh, preview of each and every team and, and all that stuff. Uh, but I wanted to go back because Phil Steele has ECU pick sixth in the conference this year. Mm. Sixth in the conference. I wanted to go back and look at how his predictions have gone over the years because he touts himself as the most accurate uh, predictor, and he is. And why? Because he puts the work in. He's not doing all this on his own. He talks to just about every head coach, reaches out to every coach. If if the coach doesn't get back with him, that's on them. But uh, he talked to Mike Houston again this year. He talks to mm. pretty much every coach, goes over the depth chart, goes over the roster with them and everything. So Jeez. he knows the stuff. Chandler, I want you to be a part of this uh, as well because I'm going to go through the years. I went all the way back to 2007. Wow. And I'm going to say where Phil Steele predicted East Carolina, where East Carolina finished. And I want you to just kind of give us a, a memory, an overview, like a real quick bullet point of that season. You know what I'm saying? So we start with 2007. ECU was picked fourth in Conference USA East. They finished second in Conference USA East. What do you remember about 2007? Uh, the win against Carolina here at home. That was probably one of the most uh, memorable games. Uh, probably the earliest uh, memory of for me as an ECU football fan. Ben Hartman uh, kicking the game-winning field goal. And then obviously having a game-winning field goal in the Hawaii Bowl that year. So many exciting games. That Carolina game, Hakeem Nix, uh, who was their other TJ receiver? TJ Yates was the quarterback. The uh, receiver that went, uh, that was good. I can't remember his name. Just explosive plays. Chris Johnson, screen pass for a touchdown. Just bombs all over the place. It was a really fun uh, game. Quentin Cotton, they tried to fake the field goal. Quentin Cotton uh, hit the holder. The holder tried to yep. go and 
do some sort of fake uh, trickery and Quentin Cotton. Uh, and that actually was a stop that set up the Pirates to drive down the field and kick the game-winning field goal. Our guy Philip Henry, big catch on that mm. drive. All right, 2008, East Carolina picked first in the East, finished first in the East, finished as the champion. Uh, obviously, you start off the year 2-0, and 3-0, and actually, top 15 in the country uh, with <laughs> wins over uh, Virginia Tech and Charlotte. You come home and you throttle West Virginia 24-3. to uh, you lose Quentin Cotton in that third game at Tulane. You do escape with the win, but then you go to NC State and you lose that game, and then the season kind of went downhill from there. We played Kentucky in the Liberty Bowl that game and uh, lost that game. 2009, Phil Steele picked East Carolina tied for first in the East. ECU finished first in the East, another championship. When I think of 2009, a man, I think about that very first game against Appalachian State and how hot it was in Dowdy Ficklin that, that day. But obviously, I think about the very last uh, game in Daddy Ficklin that year, which was the 09 USA Championship game, Van Eskridge. Eskridge! Eskridge! With the interception, and then back-to-back years in the Liberty Bowl, and uh, the Pirates fall to, rest in peace, Ryan Mallett and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Ryan Mallett did nothing in that game. Our defense was phenomenal, but uh, late costly turnover, I want to say. And East Carolina loses it and some missed field goals and all that like three or four a lot of missed field goals all right uh 2010 rough's first year so you're losing your all-world defense and you're losing your quarterback so it was a kind of an unknown year somewhat similar to this year maybe east carolina's pick fifth in the east of conference usa but finished second First year for Ruffin McNeil, uh, Pirates end up, I believe, six and six on the year. I remember that NC State game in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium was, a, which was a very exciting game. Russell Wilson being picked off by Damon Magazoo in the end zone in overtime. Uh, Pirates go on to play Maryland in the Military Bowl that year, and they lose to, uh, and I believe, uh, forget Maryland's coach that year. That was his last. Ralph Fridgen. Fridgen's last game, and also Fridgen. Uh, I, um, uh, Notable player from Maryland on that team, Torrey Smith. That is correct. 2011, East Carolina was picked third in the East. They finished third in the East, but it was not a good third. It was uh, That was a tough year. Very tough year. Did we go to a bowl game that year? No. I don't believe we did, but what we did see in that year was the birth of Justin Hardy. We played South Carolina in the very first game mm. in Charlotte against South Carolina. East Carolina was up 17 to nothing in that game, uh, but not a good year in 2011 for ECU. All right, starting to get into the Bryce Williams years here. That was in Marshall that year. Yeah, well, 2012, you were at East Carolina, oh, yeah. and you were picked third in the East and finished second in the East. And you finished second. Now, I'm trying to remember. Okay, I think the next year was the bad ending to the year. 13? I think so. Yeah, 2012. I have some calls. So, I have a couple sets of calls here. I only have one from the bad Marshall game. But I do have some good ones um, from the Marshall game. Shirley, did you load those up that I saved earlier today by chance? Hit the, uh, the big calls for Marshall. The big calls of the fifth quarter. First up is John in Charlotte. Hey, John. I bet you guys were choking on your wings over Greenville in overtime. I mean, goodness <laughs> gracious. The, uh, the, the most frustrating and exciting game at the same time, but I'm so glad we finally beat the Thundering Turd. I'm just so sick of losing to them. Dixon hmm. is up next in Washington. Hey, Dixon. Hey, guys. I'll make this quick. Carden, Hardy, Bodenheimer, and Webster. Incendiary. I knew, surely, you can't be serious. Would be good luck. Let's do it tomorrow and jinx UCF. Awesome win. 
I'm pumped. Go Pirates. Tom is up next. He's at the stadium. Hey, Tom. There was never a doubt. I mean, I knew we were going to win the whole damn game. Absolutely, Tom. (laughs) The the highlight of the whole night was that catch that Hardy made on the last drive when he got whacked. I can't believe he held onto that ball. I don't know what it looked like on TV, but it, it was a spectacular catch. Brian's up next in Greenville. Hey, Brian. Good win today. It was uh, it was in doubt for a little bit there, but any win is a good win. Um, the defense they were they were what they were today. You know, it looks like a sometimes, and this is just for you from the stands that, especially our DBs and in um, magazine also, they they. They, they put their hands up in there and they shrug their shoulders like sometimes they don't know what's going on. Bob is in King, North Carolina. Hey, Bob. Hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to uh, say two stats that I think uh, you know you don't always look at. And uh, One of those was only three um, penalties tonight, and uh, we only had three. I think we, uh, we did a really good job about having a lot less penalties this year than we had in the past. That was great. Also, uh, no turnovers was huge tonight. Unbelievable. Leonard's up next. Hey, Leonard. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? Long time ECU fan. I have one problem, though. What's up with Petey the Pirate? (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Petey getting called out. (laughs) Come on. What's wrong with Petey, Leonard? Man, he's dancing all crazy, man. I love Petey. I've been knowing Petey for about 28 years. That ain't the real Petey's pie. I want to see the real Petey, and I don't want to see that old Petey. He looks sick. I want the healthy Petey. I ain't scared of that Petey. That's why we lose it, because ain't nobody scared of the Petey we got. We need the real Petey. <laughs> All right, Real we just had an epic back and forth game against Marshall, but Leonard uh, not happy with Petey. Mm. That's not the real Petey. That ain't the real. Do you ever worry about that when you were playing, Bryce? That is that the real Petey we got today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so East Carolina, that was 2012, Chandler. Let's move to 2013. And I guess uh, one of the callers said, let's hope UCF loses tomorrow. So maybe East Carolina was like one game out of potentially being in the championship. 2013 picked second in the East and unfortunately finished second in the East. That one ended on a sour note mm. that Bryce has talked about. I got one call from that uh, Marshall fifth quarter. Shirley, can you hit that one real quick? Let's try Dan and Bell Arthur. Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. How are you today? All right, Dan. Well, I tell you, first, I don't know what they fed them for the pregame meal last night. If they gave them turkey and the trick the fan took over. But I think the coaches and the players both should have been fed potted meat crackers so they'd have been hungry today. Uh, I have never seen them such a meltdown in my life. Uh, they didn't want the game. I, I just don't believe they wanted the game. I, I, Marshall did their homework. They came in there, and they just wore us out. All right, Bryce. Should have gone with potted meat instead potted of that. Potted meat and square nabs. I would have actually, I would have liked that. That's what I eat. Hey, you going to eat yours? Uh, Bryce is going to eat his. <laughs> uh, I hate that phrase. And then I, we always look for like excuses or reasons as to why we lost. And sometimes instead of tipping your cap, you say, well, we didn't want the game. They wanted it more. And sometimes maybe that is the case. But it is hard to imagine that y'all went into the final <laughs> yeah. game of the regular season with a championship on the line and decided, nah, I don't yeah, really want yeah, to. Yeah, that, that those comments, I just said, uh, eh, nah. Well, I, he may be intelligent. I'm like, no, well, you don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. I just ignore those people. 
But uh, yeah, that one hurt. Golly, that one. Because of course I play it in my head every time. You know, every time it gets brought up, like, man, we beat Marshall. We got a conference championship at home against Rice. Like, come on. I mean, it would have been a dream. <laughs> well, the last caller on that uh, that fifth quarter uh, big calls that we put through said, "Well, the good news is this will be our last game in Conference USA ever. So, sayonara." And now we're playing a lot of schools that back, are yeah. kind of back in it. Pretty much but back in it. we're in the American. Chandler, year one of the AAC, 2014. Pick fourth, finish fourth. Hmm. 2014. Man, I remember uh, – God, unfortunately, I, I, I think about a few games here. Uh, I, got, I remember going to Temple, being 15th in the oh, country, I believe. Rainy put the ball on the ground like five times, but you, I look back at that uh, drumming of Carolina seventy to forty one, um, and then obviously the UCF Hail Mary, and uh, I, I, I man, I hate because I feel like you look back at twenty fourteen and there were so many good highlights, and you look back and if you look at the highlights, the great, great highlights of that season, you probably think, man, ten and three year, you know, bowl win. But things just kind of you – know, the wheels fell off there towards the end of the season. Yeah, and that was the uh, the final year of the Cardi party. So he entered 2015, and Phil Steele puts out his magazine. It, it hits the shelves in early July. <clears throat> he has East Carolina picked tied for first in the East in uh, 2015 because in his write-up, he says Kurt Benkert is ready to take over and, and have a big year. Well, Binker gets hurt during fall camp, right? Bryce, the lead up to yeah, it. Or so uh, yeah. he can't really edit his uh, magazine at that point, but obviously that would drop East Carolina a few spots. And unfortunately, ECU finished fifth in the East. Just a crazy year. We've talked about it. Chandler, uh, any memories from 15? Uh, uh, I do remember Bryce's touchdown uh, <laughs> at, at Navy randomly that year. Um, <laughs> I do remember the. Florida game that ended up being an interesting game for East Carolina. Going down to Florida, uh, Davon Grayson with a nice catch to start the thing, uh, to start the game off. Um, and then and it all came down to that final possession for East Carolina looking to tie the game. And unfortunately, uh, <clears throat> the football gods stripped the ball out of Blake Kemp's hands, and that was the end of that. Yep. And uh, just a, you know, frustrating. Was Virginia Tech that year or the that next was, one that, with James Summers? That was Virginia Tech. That mm-hmm. was the Virginia Tech 15. year because we got down 14 to nothing. Blake Kemp scores a touchdown. James Summers comes into the game and has what Coach Ruffs called his grown man play, his gam, his gam play. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I do remember that game. I remember being at that game and it was raining majority of the game. I, I want to say I watched about 60% of that game down at the concession stand uh, watching it on the TV down there. And still had a chance at a bowl, but Cincinnati hits the last second field goal. And I'm surprised. I'm sorry, but you know. Dang it. You got a lot of good stuff here too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then folks get ready for some bad years. 20, no need to fear. Coach Mo is here. 2015, pick fifth in the East, finished fifth in the East. 2017, pick sixth in the East, finished basically tied for fourth, but with a terrible record uh, in the East. Uh, 18, fifth in the East, finished fifth in the East. He read the Mo era pretty correct. Uh, 2019, pick. Uh, you know what? I'm done with you giving memories, too. I don't really need memories for those. 2019, pick fifth in the East, finished fifth. 20th uh, or excuse me 2020 picked last in the AAC finished ninth out of 11 
2021 picked seventh finished fourth 2022 picked fourth finished seventh Mm. and uh in 23 to be determined pick six basically he's done a a, i would say a decent job overall of predicting where east carolina was going to finish sometimes higher than than predicted sometimes lower uh but that's just kind of a rundown of where phil Steele has had east carolina over the years and uh bryce we're going to try to do better than six this year Mm -hmm. that'd be nice don't Uh, worry about me giving memories uh of the coach mo days because that was my college days and i don't remember most of those (laughs) very good um chris said clip you ever find the one of you calling in where you were a ticked off pirate club member that was like a year or two ago yeah i'll I'll find that we'll air that uh friday if i can find that call all right let's take a break Uh, as we do we'll make you a winner we got to come back we got to go pirate radio outdoors and have more with bryce williams as we return on pirate radio live charlie what are we giving away on this tuesday i thought you were uh throwing it to break and not doing the booty bag until the next break why don't away, we do this now? That's Anthony Kiedis. It sounds like it. Shut up, I'm rusty. It sounds like All a right. fat Anthony Kiedis. What? <laughs> not you, Shirley, not you. Ugh, We're geez. talking about who's singing the song. Okay. Fat Anthony Kiedis. He, he was never fat, was he? <laughs> you have totally missed it. Yeah. Just go, what are we giving away? $10 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. $10 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. AJ. We'll, we'll be there on Wednesday night for sports trivia. What caller are we looking for? Five. Caller 5-317-1250. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Josh Allen of Washington. Picked up a $10 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's in the best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun as A.J.'s. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. A.J.'s has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an A.J.'s day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. As we tend to do around this time every Tuesday, Bryce and I talking food. And what yeah. we're, we're going to do for dinner. Um, got a text earlier that my daughter has a hankering for a cheese quesadilla. Mm. So I'll be picking one of those up on the way home for her tonight. Not from where? Uh, TBD. To be determined at this point. Oh, yeah. The, the place isn't called TBD. Uh, I was, I was oh, that would be ta- a good place. Taco Bell to- <laughs> taco de bell <laughs> taco de bell that'd be a great place for a restaurant though to, to be determined yeah when you can't figure out where to go 
Go to To Be Determined. They got yeah, everything. Exactly. I just hey, figured out just a new. Come up with something else again. A new business. All right, let's go outdoors, and we'll kick mm. off the festivities with our amateur outdoorsman Chandler Honeycutt, who was out on the boat last week. Give it to us. And Chandler, we want to know what'd you get? Uh oh. What'd you bring home? Well, disappointing news. Uh-oh. Didn't have much luck, but we did have good fellowship. Did have some cold snacks. There we go. But we did ha- we did catch a uh, Spanish mackerel. How big? Eh, probably about that big. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's respectable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what does that mean for the radio audience? Uh, probably about... Oh, about two feet? Probably about five feet. Four or five feet. Five that, feet? That's five feet to you? You know five no, feet? No, about, about six five foot. Feet, no, 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 about, yeah, about, about a three-footer. So he's used 36 But here's inches. the funny thing, Bryce. That's pretty good one. Here's the, here's the funny thing, Bryce. What else we caught, and I'm ashamed to say this, but we did catch some pinfish. And what my... my Let me say this. Don't be ashamed to catch anything. Exactly. We right? did catch I mean, stuff. Bryce, yeah, don't be ashamed. So we did catch some pinfish. And what my fellow... Uh, uh, what are the... Uh, my... Uh, comrades comrades called uh lizard fish <laughs> lizard I'm fish i'm going to say on the air what i call those <laughs> what do you call oh i can't say uh so we've caught we caught some lizard fish yeah i'm not going to tell you what i call those but here's the thing so the pinfish and the lizard fish that we caught god those are ugly ain't they uh, yeah. uh what we caught with those the line it you would have thought we caught something we were yeah, like, oh, yeah. man, there's something. And we, I, I reeled in every single thing that we caught. And I was reeling it in, reeling it in. And then we were like, oh, man, that's a lizard fish. Or, oh, that's a pinfish. When we caught the Spanish mackerel, we were so tired of waiting on the line to jump that we were like, all right, just bring it in. So I'm bringing it in. Yeah, and I'm just, you. I'm bringing it in. And uh, <laughs> I'm bringing it in. And as I'm bringing it in, I go, hey, we got something here. And yeah. it's a Spanish mackerel. Should I even tell the story? Yeah, Are y'all paying no, attention? Yeah, a Spanish mackerel. But at, but the Spanish mackerel that we caught that we wanted, we didn't even know was on the line. <clears throat> oh, because I was just a heck, heck with it. I'm gonna reel it we in. We were like, we're gonna reel it in. Let's reel it Did in. Let's go around. Spanish is good to we, eat. We put in the yeah, we put in the cooler. So you caught a 36 inch Spanish. Mm-hmm. That would ah, do they get that big? That'd be a citation. Five pulls. You think it was five pounds? Oh, no. Okay. No. It, it wasn't popular. But good. Y'all had some action. We yeah. had some. We had some sort of action. We wish we could have had more, but. Hey, you get uh, the pinfish and the uh, PDs uh, kept you busy. <laughs> <laughs> caught you a PD. I called me an old PD. We caught about five of them. PDs? Yes. We caught nice. about five PDs. We were getting so tired about? of the PDs. Yeah. That's enough for. We were a, like, get uh, the PDs out of here. That's enough for a congregation almost. <laughs> All right. Bryce, how about yourself? At least the choir. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You know what? I can't wait for I the wish break. I everybody knew, but they can't know. All right, Bryce, what have you been uh, catching? Uh, well, we went fishing over the over the break, and uh, we, we did – it was a lot of family time, obviously, but we went on the boat, so, you know, obviously every day. I said, I got to get on the water. You know, um, conditions were good. Try and catch top water redfish. Um, you know, so I was itching to do that. So me and Jay went out for a quick little trip. 
and uh, not much activity. Um, Chandler's fish count and PD count was, you know, high. So that was good. So he outdid me in numbers, I guess, but I ended up catching just a blue bluefish on top water and then a 23-inch trout on top water. So I was pretty tickled about that. I'll show the picture just because I was, um, I didn't really. Oh, yeah. So good little respectable-sized trout, 23-inch trout on top water, which is always the best. Um, you know, so it was a good time. Then a lot of boat, uh, boat time. I said, I got to get on the water. So I was able to do that. So it was nice. Um, another than that, that's only this, this past weekend. All right. A lot of demo. But yeah, it was good. Saw this, Bryce. Uh, headline on WITN. Jeez. Fisherman lands North Carolina record for channel catfish. Wow. Uh, it says... He, uh, Justin Hall, has been fishing a farm pond near his home for years. Rarely caught channel catfish in it. That changed May 21st. Caught a 27-pound, 7-ounce channel catfish that broke the previous state record of 26 pounds. So, uh, there you go. Wow. Did he let it live again? I wonder if he released it. In Reedsville. Reedsville. That is not too far away from... County. That's so a big one. Right. So I always wonder, like, does it count if it's not in like public water? Right. If it's just in a pond, like somebody a could farm pond, put yeah. it in there, just catch it. All you do is dag um, aerate the water, feed them a pile of food, and tell nobody to fish. You know, like limit the fish. I mean, obviously you got you can't make them bite the hook, but I mean, yeah. come on, like you get some. T- so I, I kind of sometimes wonder about the whole <laughs> farm pond. Right. Le- that makes sense. Legitimacy, I guess, is my thing. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right, let's uh, let's get our final break in. We'll come back and wrap it up on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Bryce Williams. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we'll let you know uh, that a couple of pirates were drafted. We'll tell you who and where they went when we return after this. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. Why she looks so sad in photographs, I absolutely love her when she smiles. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the market. The Dow was up 317 points, closed at 34,261. The NASDAQ was up 75 at 13,760. S&P was up 29 at 4,439. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. That's now back to the show. All right. I heard that. Let's wrap it up with a, uh, a card trick. I learned uh, some card tricks over the break. So Shirley or Chandler, one of y'all come, uh, come pick a card. Hang Shirley. on, hang on. All right, I'll come in there. All right, Shirley, you come pick your card. What does SIPC mean? Uh, maybe Shirley knows. It always catches my ear. Shirley, what is SIPC? PC. No clue. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Shirley, just tell me when to stop. Hey, stop. Stop. So that's you want this card. Okay, this is your card. Don't show me. You can take it. Right, can I see camera. what it is? Show the camera. Okay, can, hold on. You can take the uh, card. Wait, 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 wait. Are can't. you watching? 
Oh. Over here? Uh, maybe I should shut this down, huh? All right. Okay, ready? So, I don't want to see it. Surely, let me say it. There you go. All right. So, you got your card? Yep. All right. This is going to be a little bit of observation, and then we're going to do some magic, okay? Oh, boy. All right. So, first, I got to try to figure out your card. Yep. It's either red or black. Of course. There are jokers in the deck, so if it's black, it could be a joker, but I don't think it's black. I think it's red. Red. Yes. Red. Wait, don't tell me. But that's fine. I, I had that feeling. It's either a heart or a diamond. And surely you have a lot of heart. You're not wearing diamonds, but I think you're holding a diamond. I'm going to say you got a diamond. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think it's a number. Jack, queen, king. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Could be a face card. Oh, yeah, it could be a face card. Well, you just dud me, so I guess it will be a number. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Whoops. One, two, three, four, five. It's not any of them. Mm. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's not ten. It's not nine. Six, seven, eight. Now, I, th- I think you are holding a six of diamonds, but don't tell me if I'm right, because every card has a companion card, like a ace of spades would be an ace of clubs. Right, right. Two of hearts would be a two of diamonds. I want you to to do a little magic. I want you to take... Are you holding some cards? Yeah. So hold your card and the rest of the cards. And I just want you to, 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 to snap your finger over the deck. And I want you to... Or like you want the to entire deck. Top? Yep, that's fine. Okay. All right. And I want you to snap. Did you feel what just happened? No. You just sent your companion card to your buddy, Bryce. Bryce, there's one card that just went to this deck. <laughs> what card is in there? What card there's is in there? There's a card in there. there there's, a, there's a card that jumped in there. No way. The six of hearts. What was your card? Holy. Six of diamonds. <laughs> Folks, that's how magic How did you do That's pretty dang good. Wow. How I, long have you been working on that? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hey, we had a long 4th of July break. My mind is blown. And hey, that's different. That's different that's from what good. he did yesterday. That's right. I got a few in the arsenal. What he did Dang. yesterday with me is that he had me put the card that I had, which he guessed correctly. He had me put it back in the deck. Wow. Face down. He told me in a snap. He said that one card is going to be face up. All Only the other ones are going to be face down. And sure enough, that one card was face uh, up. I think I got some magic in me, guys. Some people have. I got the magic in me. Get the magic, baby. Enjoy it, man. Thank you so much. Hope you get some good food on the way home. Um, yeah. I'm Stay away from those PDs. Yes. And we will talk to you next week. Shirley, welcome back. Chandler, see you tomorrow. We'll see you fine folks Wednesday at 3. We're playing Survivor. Bryce will be on the island. As we're playing Pirate Radio Survivor tomorrow, it's the worst sports day of the year. So we're going to play Pirate Radio Survivor. Also, 1 o'clock, YouTube and Facebook on Wednesday. We'll talk to Josh Gross. He was drafted by the Yankees today. Tyler Brott drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Stay tuned to our social media. If any other Pirates are drafted, we'll let you know. We will talk to you tomorrow, folks. For the crew, I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.